0: Act I of Othello by William Shakespeare Act I. Scene I. Venice, a street. Enter Roderigo and Iago.
1: Tush, never tell me. I take it much unkindly that thou, Iago, who hast had my purse as if the strings would thine, shouldst know of this.
2: Splod, but you will not hear me. If ever I did dream of such a matter, abhor me.
1: Thou toldest me, and thou didst hold him in thy hate. Despise me if I do not.
2: Three great ones of the city, in personal suit to make me his lieutenant, off capped to him, and by the faith of man I know my price, I am worth no worse a place. But he, as loving his own pride and purposes, evades them with a bombast circumstance horribly stuffed with epithets of war, and in conclusion... Non-suits my mediators. For Certes, says he, I have already chose my officer. And what was he? Forsooth, a great arithmetician, one Michael Cassio, a Florentine, a fellow almost damned in a fair wife that never set a squadron in the field, nor the division of a battle knows more than a spinster, unless the bookish theoric wherein the toga consuls can propose as masterly as he. Mere prattle without practice is all his soldiership. But he, sir, had the election. And I, of whom his eyes had seen the proof, at Rhodes, at Cyprus, and on other grounds, Christian and heathen, must be belayed and calmed by debitor and creditor, this countercaster. He, in good time, must his lieutenant be, and I, God bless the mark, his moorship's ancient. By heaven,
1: I rather would have been his hangman.
2: Why, there's no remedy. tis the curse of service. Preferment goes by letter and affection, and not by the old gradation where each second stood heir to the first. Now, sir, be judge yourself whether I, in any just term, am a affine to love the moor. I would not follow him then ah sir content you i follow him to serve my turn upon him we cannot all be masters nor all masters cannot be truly followed you shall mark many a duteous and knee-crooking knave that doting on his own obsequious bondage wears out his time much like his master's ass for naught but provender and when he's old cashiered WHIP ME SUCH HONEST KNAVES. OTHERS THERE ARE, WHO, TRIMMED IN FORMS AND VISAGES OF DUTY, KEEP YET THEIR HEARTS ATTENDING ON THEMSELVES, AND THROWING BUT SHOWS OF SERVICE ON THEIR LORDS, DO WELL THRIVE BY THEM, AND WHEN THEY HAVE LINED THEIR COATS, DO THEMSELVES HOMAGE. THESE FELLOWS HAVE SOME SOUL, AND SUCH A ONE DO I PROFESS MYSELF. For, sir, it is as sure as you are, Roderigo, were I the more, I would not be Iago. In following him I follow but myself. Heaven is my judge, not I for love and duty, but seeming so for my peculiar end. For when my outward action doth demonstrate the native act and figure of my heart in compliment extern, Tis not long after, but I will wear my heart upon my sleeve for daws to peck at. I am not what I am.
1: What a full fortune does the thick lip owe, if he can carry it thus?
2: Call up her father, rouse him, make after him, poison his delight, proclaim him in the streets, incense her kinsman, and though he in a fertile climate dwell, plague him with flies. Though that his joy be joy, yet throw such changes of vexation on't as it may lose some colour.
1: Here's her father's house. I'll call aloud.
2: Do with like timorous accent and dire yell as when by night and negligence the fire is spied in populous cities. What ho, Brabantio!
1: Signor Brabantio, ho.
2: Awake! What ho, Brabantio! Thieves,
0: thieves, thieves! Look to your house! Your daughter and your bags! Thieves! Thieves! Brabantio appears above at a window.
3: What is the reason of this terrible summons? What is the matter there?
1: Signor, is all your family within? Are your doors locked?
3: Why? Wherefore I ask you this?
2: Soon, sir, you are robbed! For shame! Put on your gown! Your heart is burst! You have lost half your soul! Even now, now, very now, an old black ram is topping your white ewe. Arise, arise, awake the snorting citizens with the bell, or else the devil will make a grandsire
1: of you. Arise, I say.
3: What? Have you lost your wits?
1: Most Reverend signor? do you know my voice?
3: Not I. What are you? My name is Rodrigo. The worse are welcome. I've chose thee not to haunt about my doors. In honest plainness, thou hast heard me say, My daughter is not for thee. And now, in madness, being full of supper and distempering draughts, upon Melissa's bravery, dost thou, thou come to start my quiet. Sir, sir, sir. But thou must needs be sure. My spirit and my place have in them power to make this bitter to thee.
1: Patience, good
3: sir. What else thou me of robbing? This is Venice. My house is not a grange.
1: Most grave, Bimaccio. In simple and pure soul, I come to you. Hazoon, sir, you are one of those that will not serve God if the devil bid
2: you. Because we come to do you service and you think we are ruffians, you'll have your daughter covered with a barbary horse. You'll have your nephews nay to you. You'll have coursers for cousins and gennets for Germans. What ruffin'
3: rage art thou?
2: I am one, sir, that comes to tell you that your daughter and the moor are now making the beast with two backs.
3: Thou art a villain.
2: You
1: are? A senator?
3: This thou shalt answer. I know thee, Rodrigo.
1: Sir, I will answer anything, but I beseech you, if it be your pleasure, the most wise consent, as partly I find it is, that your fair daughter, at this odd-even and dull watch of the night, transported with no worse, no better guard, but with a knave of common hire, a gondolier, to the gross claps of a the vicious moor, if this be known to you, and your allowance, we have then done you bold and saucy wrongs. But if you know not this, my manners tell me we have your wrong rebuke. Do not believe that, from the sense of all civility, I would thus play and trifle with your reverence. Your daughter, if you have not given her leave, I say again, hath made a gross revolt, tying her duty, beauty, wits, and fortunes, into an extravagant and wheeling stranger, of here and everywhere. Straight satisfy yourself. If she be in her chamber, or your house, let loose on me the justice of the state, for thus deluding you.
3: Strike on the tinderhole. Give me a tapper. Call up all my people. This accident is not unlike my dream. Billy Forfeit oppresses me already. Light, I say. Light!
0: Exit from above.
2: Farewell, for I must leave you. It seems not meat nor wholesome to my place to be produced as if I stay I shall against the more for I do know the state however this may gall him with some check cannot with safety cast him for he's embarked with such loud reason to the cyprus wars which even now stand in act that for their souls another of his fathom they have none to lead their business in which regard though I do hate him as I do hell pains yet for necessity of present life I must show out a flag and sign of love, which is indeed but sign, that you shall surely find him. Lead to the Sagittary the raised search, and there
0: will I be with him. So, farewell. Exit. Enter below Brabantio and servants with torches.
3: It is too true an evil gone, see is. And what is to come of my despised time is not but bitterness. Now, Rodrigo, where didst thou see her? Oh, unhappy girl! With the more Says thou? Who would be a father? How didst thou know it was she? Oh, she deceives me, past heart. What said she to you? Get more tapers. Raise all my kindred. Are they married, thank you?
1: Truly, oh, I think they are.
3: Oh, heaven, how got she out? Oh, treason of the blood. Fathers, from hence, trust not your daughters' minds by what you see them act. Are there not charms by which the property of youth and maidhood may be abused? Have you not read, Rodrigo, of some such thing?
1: Yes, sir, I have indeed.
3: Call up my brother. Oh, would you had had her? Some one way, some another. Do you know where we may apprehend her and the more?
1: I think I can discover him, if you please, to get good guard and go along with me.
3: Pray you lead on, at every house I will call, I may command at most. Get open so, and raise some special officers of night. On, good Rodrigo, I will deserve your pains.
0: Exeunt Scene 2 Venice, another street. Enter Othello, Iago, and attendants with torches.
2: Though in the trade of war I have slain men, yet do I hold it Very stuff of the conscience to do no contrivate murder. I lack iniquity sometimes to do me service. Nine or ten times I had thought to have yerk'd him here,
4: under the ribs. Tis better as it is.
2: Nay, but he prated and spoke such scurvy and provoking terms against your honour that with the little goodliness I have I did full hard forbear him. But I pray you, sir, are you fast married?' Be assured of this, that the Magnifico is much beloved, and hath in his effect a voice potential as double as the Duke's. He will divorce you, or put upon you what restraint and grievance the law, with all his might to enforce it on, will give him cable.
4: Let him do his spite. My services which I have done the Signory shall outtongue his complaints. Tis yet to know, which, when I know that boasting is an honour, I shall promulgate, I fetch my life and being from men of royal siege, And my demerits may speak unbonneted To as proud a fortune as this that I have reached. For no, Iago, but that I love the gentle Desdemona, I would not my unhoused free condition Put into circumscription and confine for the sea's worth. But look, what lights come yond!
2: Those are the raised father and his friends. You were best go in.
4: Not I. I must be found. My parts, my title, and my perfect soul shall manifest me rightly. Is it they?
0: By Janus, I think no. Enter Cassio and certain officers with torches.
4: The servants of the duke and my lieutenant. The goodness of the night upon you, friends. What is the
5: news? The duke does greet you, general, and he requires your haste post-haste appearance even on the instant.
4: What is the matter, think you?
5: Something from Cyprus, as I may divine. It is a business of some heat. The galleys have sent a dozen sequent messengers this very night at one another's heels, and many of the consuls, raised and met, are at the duke's already. You have been hotly called for. When, being not at your lodging to be found, the senate hath sent about three several quests to search you out.
4: Tis well I am found by you. I will but spend a word here in the
5: house, and go with you. Exit. Ancient, what makes he here?
0: Faith,
2: he hath to-night boarded a land carrick. If it prove lawful prize, he's made for
5: I do not understand. He's married. To who?
0: Re-enter Othello.
2: Married to. Come, captain, will you go?
5: Have with you. Here comes another troop to seek for you.
0: It is Brabantio. General, be advised. He comes to bad intent. Enter Brabantio, Roderigo, and officers with torches and weapons.
4: Hula! stand there.
1: Signors, the Lord.
4: Down with him, Tiff.
0: They draw on both sides. You, Roderigo, come,
4: sir, I am for you. Keep up your bright swords, for the dew will rust them. Good Signor, you shall more command with years than with your weapons. O thou, foul
3: Tiff, where hast thou stowed my daughter? Damned as thou art, thou hast enchanted her. For I will refer me to all things of sense, if seeing chains of magic were not bound. Whether a maid so tender, fair, and happy, so was it to marriage that she shunned the well darling darlings of our nation, would ever have to incur a general mock, run from her goddess to the sooty bosom of such a thing as thou, to fear, not to delight. Just meet a wall if it is not gross in sense that thou has practised on her with foul charms, abuse the delicate youth with drugs or minerals that we cannot motion, have it disputed on it is probable and palpable to thinking i therefore apprehend and do attach thee for an abuser of the world a practice of arts inhibited and out of warrant lay hold upon him if he do resist subdue him at his peril
4: hold your hands both you of my inclining and the rest were it my cue to fight i should have known it without a prompter where will you that I go to answer this your charge?
3: To prison, till fit time of law and course of directation call thee to answer.
4: What if I do obey? How may the duke be therewith satisfied, whose messengers are here about my side, upon some present business of the state, to bring me to him?
6: Tis true, most worthy signor, the duke's in council, and your noble self I am sure is sent for.
3: How, oh, the duke in council? In this time of the night, bring him away. Mine is not an idle cause. The Duke himself, or any of my brothers of the state, Cannot but feel this wrong as it were their own. For if such actions may have passes free, Born slaves and pagans shall our statesman be.
0: Exeunt Scene 3. Venice, a council chamber. The Duke and Senators sitting at a table, officers attending.
7: There is no composition in these
8: news that gives them credit. Indeed, they are disproportioned. My letters say a hundred and seven galleys. And mine a hundred and forty.
9: And mine two hundred. But though they jump not on a just account, as in these cases where the aim reports, tis oft with difference, yet do they all confirm a Turkish
7: fleet, and bearing up to Cyprus. Nay, it is possible enough to judgment. I do not so secure me in the error. But the main article I do approve in fearful sense.
6: Within. What ho, what ho, what ho. A messenger from the galleys. Enter a sailor.
7: Now, what's the business?
10: The Turkish preparation makes for roads. So was I bid report here to the state by senior Angelo.
8: How say you by this change? This cannot be. By no assay of reason. Tis a pageant to keep us in false gaze. When we consider the importance of Cyprus to the Turk, and let ourselves again but understand that, as it more concerns the Turk than Rhodes, so may he with more facile question bear it, for that it stands not in such warlike brace, but altogether lacks the abilities that Rhodes is dressed in. If we make thought of this, we must not think the Turk is so unskillful to leave that latest which concerns him first. Neglecting an attempt of ease and gain, To wake and wage a danger profitless.
7: Nay, in all confidence, he's not for Rhodes. Here is more news.
11: Enter a messenger. The Ottomites, reverend and gracious, Steering with due course towards the Isle of Rhodes, Have there enjointed them with an after-fleet.
8: Aye, so I thought. How many, as you guess?
11: O oh, thirty
12: sail, and now they do re Their backward course. Bearing with frank appearance, their
2: purpose is towards Cyprus. Signor Montagno, your trusty and most valiant servitor, with his free duty, recommends you thus and prays you to believe him.
7: Tis certain, then, for Cyprus. Marcus Lucius, is not he in town?
8: He's now in Florence. Write from us to him, post-post-haste dispatch. Here comes Brabantio and the valiant Moor.
0: Enter Brabantio, Othello, Iago, Rodrigo, and officers.
8: Valiant Othello,
7: we must straight employ you against the general enemy, Ottoman.
0: To Brabantio,
7: I did not see you. Welcome, gentle Signor. We lacked your counsel and your help tonight. So did I yours.
3: Good your Grace, pardon me. Neither my place nor aught I had of business had raised me from my bed. Nor dot the general care take hold on me, for my particular grief is of so floodged and overbearing nature that it engulfs and swallows other sorrows, and it is steel itself.
7: Why, what's the matter?
3: My daughter Oh my daughter Dead Aye to me Since abused is stolen from me and corrupted by spells and medicines bought up Mount Banks. For nature so preposterously to err being not deficient, blind, or lame of sense, since witchcraft could not.
7: Whoever he be that, in this foul proceeding, hath thus beguiled your daughter of herself, and you of her, the bloody book of law, you shall yourself read in the bitter letter, after your own sense. Yea, though our proper son stood in your action.
3: Humbly I thank your grace. Here is the man. This more whom now it seems your special mandate for the state affairs had hither brought we are very
7: sorry for it to othello what in your own part can you say to this
3: nothing but this is so
4: most potent grave and reverend seniors my very noble and approved good masters that i have ta'en away this old man's daughter it is most true true i have married her the very head and front of my offending hath this extent no more. Rude am I in my speech, and little blest with the soft phrase of peace, For since these arms of mine had seven years' pith, Till now, some nine moons wasted, They have used their dearest action in the tented field, And little of this great world can I speak More than pertains to feats of broil and battle. And therefore little shall I grace my cause In speaking for myself. Yet by your gracious patience I will a round unvarnished tale deliver Of my whole course of love, What drugs, what charms, What conjuration, and what mighty magic, For such proceeding I am charged withal, I won his daughter.
3: A maiden never bold, Of spirit so steel and quiet That a motion blustered herself, And see, in spite of nature, of yours, of country, credit everything to fall in love with what's she feared to look on? It is judgment-maimed and most imperfect that will confess perfection so good err against all rules of nature and must be driven to find the practices of cunning hell. Why, this should be. I therefore vouch again that with some mixtures powerful over the blood or with some
7: dram conjured to this effect he wrought upon her. To vouch this is no proof without more wider and more overt test, than these thin habits and poor likelihoods of modern seeming do prefer against him.
8: But Othello, speak! Did you by indirect or forced courses subdue and poison this young maid's affections? Or came it by request, and such fair question as soul to soul affordeth?
4: I do beseech you, send for the lady to the Sagittary, and let her speak of me before her father. If you do find me foul in her report, the trust, the office I do hold of you, not only take away, but let your sentence even fall upon my life.
7: Fetch the Zemona, hither.
4: Ancient conduct them, you best know the place.
0: Exeunt, Iago, and attendants
4: and till she come as truly as to heaven i do confess the vices of my blood so justly to your grave ears i'll present how i did thrive in this fair lady's love and she in mine
7: say it othello
4: her father loved me oft invited me still questioned me the story of my life from year to year the battles sieges fortunes that i have passed i ran it through even from my boyish days to the very moment that he bade me tell it wherein i spake of most disastrous chances of moving accidents by flood and field of hairbreadth scapes in the imminent deadly breach of being taken by the insolent foe and sold to slavery of my redemption thence and portents in my travels history wherein of anters vast and deserts idle, rough quarries, rocks, and hills, whose heads touch heaven, it was my hint to speak. Such was the process. And of the cannibals that each other eat, the anthropophagi, and men whose heads do grow beneath their shoulders, this to hear would Desdemona seriously incline, but still the house affairs would draw her thence, which ever as she could with haste dispatch she'd come again, and with a greedy ear devour up my discourse, which I, observing, took once a pliant hour, and found good means to draw from her a prayer of earnest heart, that I would all my pilgrimage dilate, whereof by parcels she had something heard, but not intentively. I did consent, and often did beguile her of her tears, When I did speak of some distressful stroke that my youth suffered. My story being done, she gave me, for my pains, a world of sighs. She swore in faith, t'was strange, t'was passing strange, T'was pitiful, t'was wondrous pitiful. She wished she had not heard it, yet she wished that heaven had made her such a man, She thanked me, and bade me if I had a friend that loved her, I should but teach him how to tell my story, and that would woo her. Upon this hint I spake. She loved me for the dangers I had passed, And I loved her that she did pity them. This only is the witchcraft I have used. Here comes the lady, let her witness it.
0: Enter Desdemona, Iago, and attendants.
7: I think this tale would win my daughter, too. Good Brabantio, take up this mangled matter at the best. Men do their broken weapons rather use than their bare hands.
3: I pray you, hear her speak. If she confess that she was half the war, destruction on my head. If my bad blame light on the man. Come here, gentle mistress. To perceive in all this noble company where most you owe obedience
11: my noble father i do perceive here a divided duty to you i am bound for life and education my life and education both do learn me how to respect you you are the lord of duty i am hitherto your daughter but here's my husband and so much duty as my mother showed to you preferring you before her father so much I challenge that I may profess due to the more, my lord.
3: God be with you, I have done. Please it your grace, unto the state of affairs. I had rather to adopt a child than get it. Come hither more. I here to give thee that with all my heart, which but thou hast already, with all my heart I would keep from thee. For your sake, Jewel, I am glad at soul I have no other child, For thy escape would teach me tyranny, To hang clogs on them,
7: I have done, my lord. Let me speak like yourself, and lay a sentence, Which, as a grease or step, May help these lovers into your favour. When remedies are passed, the griefs are ended, By seeing the worst, Which late on hopes depended. To mourn a mischief that is past and gone Is the next way to draw new mischief on. What cannot be preserved when fortune takes, Patient her injury and mockery makes. The rob that smiles steals something from the thief. He robs himself that spends a bootless grief.
3: So let the Turk of Cyprus us beguile. We'll lose it not so long as we can smile. He bears the sentence well that nothing bears, but the free comport which from thence he hears. But he bears both the sentence and the sorrow, that to pay grief must of poor patience borrow. These sentences to sugar or to gall, being strong on both sides, I equivocal. But words are words.
7: I never yet did hear
3: that the bruised heart was pierced through the ear. I humbly beseech you, proceed to the affairs of state.
7: The Turk. With the most mighty preparation makes for Cyprus. Othello, the fortitude of the place is best known to you, And though we have there a substitute of most allowed sufficiency, Yet opinion, a sovereign mistress of effects, Throws a more safer voice on you. You must therefore be content to slubber the gloss of your new fortunes, with these more stubborn and boisterous expedition.
4: The tyrant custom, most grave senators, Hath made the flinty and steel couch of war My thrice-driven bed of down. I do agnize a natural and prompt alacrity I find in hardness, And do undertake these present wars Against the Ottomites. Most humbly, therefore, bending to your state, I crave fit disposition for my wife, DUE REFERENCE OF PLACE AND EXHIBITION, WITH SUCH ACCOMMODATION AND BESORT AS LEVELS WITH HER BREEDING.
7: IF YOU PLEASE, BE TO HER FATHER'S. I WILL NOT HAVE IT SO.
4: NOR I.
11: NOR I. I WOULD NOT THERE reside TO PUT MY FATHER IN IMPATIENT THOUGHTS BY BEING IN HIS EYE. MOST GRACIOUS DUKE, TO MY UNFOLDING LEND YOUR PROSPEROUS EAR, AND LET ME FIND A CHARTER IN YOUR VOICE TO ASSIST MY SIMPLENESS.
7: What would you, Desdemona?
11: That I did love the more to live with him. My downright violence and storm of fortunes made trumpet to the world. My heart subdued even to the very quality of my lord. I saw Othello's visage in his mind, and to his honors and his valiant parts did I my soul and fortunes consecrate. So that, dear lords, if I be left behind a moth of peace, and he go to the war— THE RIGHTS FOR WHICH I LOVE HIM ARE BEREFT ME, AND I A HEAVY INTERIM SHALL SUPPORT BY HIS DEAR ABSENCE. LET ME GO WITH HIM.
4: LET HER HAVE YOUR VOICES. VOUCH WITH ME, HEAVEN, I THEREFORE BEG IT NOT TO PLEASE THE PALATE OF MY APPETITE, NOR TO COMPLY WITH HEAT, THE YOUNG AFFECTS IN ME DEFUNCT, AND PROPER SATISFACTION, BUT TO BE FREE AND bounteous TO HER MIND. And heaven defend your good souls that you think I will your serious and great business scant, for she is with me. No, when light-winged toys of feathered Cupid seal with wanton dullness my speculative and office instruments, that my disports corrupt and taint my business, let housewives make a skillet of my helm, and all indyne and base adversities make head against my estimation.
7: Meet, as you shall privately determine either for his stay or going. The affair cries haste, and speed must answer it.
8: You must away to night, with all my heart.
7: At nine in the morning, here we'll meet again. Othello, leave some officer behind, and he shall our commission bring to you. With such things else of quality and respect, as doth import you.
4: So please your grace, my ancient, A man he is of honesty and trust, To his conveyance I assign my wife, With what else needful your good grace Shall think to be sent
7: after me. Let it be so. Good night to everyone. To Brabantio. And noble signor, If virtue no delighted beauty lack, Your son-in-law is far more fair than black.
8: I do brave more, used Desdemona well. Look to her more. If thou hast
3: eyes to see, she has deceived her father
0: and thee. Exeunt, Duke, Senators, Officers, etc.
4: My life upon her faith. Honest Iago, my Desdemona, must I leave to thee. I prithee, let thy wife attend on her, and bring them after in the best advantage. Come, Desdemona, I have but an hour of love. Of worldly matters and direction to spend with thee. We must obey the time.
0: Exeunt Othello and Desdemona. Iago. What
2: sayest thou, noble heart? What will I do, thinkest thou? Why, go to bed and sleep.
1: I will incontinently drown myself. If thou dost, I shall never love thee after. Why, thou silly gentleman! It is silliness to live when to live is torment, and then we have a prescription to die when our death is our physician.
2: Oh, villainous! I have looked upon the world for four times seven years, and since I could distinguish betwixt a benefit and an injury, I never found man that knew how to love himself. Ere I would say I would drown myself for the love of a guinea-hen, I would change
1: my humanity with a baboon. What should I do? I confess it is my shame to be so fond, but it is not in my virtue to amend it. Virtue! A fig!
2: "'Tis it ourselves that we are thus or thus. "'Our bodies are gardens, to which our wills are gardeners. "'So that, if we plant nettles or sow lettuce, "'set hyssop or weed up thyme, "'supply it with one gender of herbs or distract it with many, "'either to have it sterile with idleness or manured with industry, "'why, the power and corrigible authority of this lies in our wills, If the balance of our lives had not one scale of reason to poise another of sensuality, the blood and baseness of our natures would conduct us to most preposterous conclusions. But we have reason to cool our raging emotions, our carnal stings, our unbitted lusts. Whereof I take this that you call love to be a sect or scion? It cannot be. It is merely a lust of the blood and a permission of the will. Come, be a man, drown thyself, drown cats and blind puppies. I have professed me thy friend, and I confess me knit to thy deserving with cables of perdurable toughness. I could never better stead thee than now. Put money in thy purse. Follow thou the wars. Defeat thy favor with an usurped beard. I say put money in thy purse! It cannot be that Desdemona should long continue her love to the Moor! Put money in thy purse, nor he his to her! It was a violent commencement, and thou shalt see an unanswerable sequestration! Put but money in thy purse! These Moors are changeable in their wills! Fill thy purse with money! The food that to him now is as luscious as locusts shall be to him shortly as as acerb as the color She must change for youth. When she is sated with his body, she will find the error of her choice. She must have changed, she must, and therefore put money in thy purse. If thou wilt needs damn thyself, do it a more delicate way than drowning. Make all the money thou canst, If sanctimony and a frail vow betwixt an erring barbarian and a super-subtle Venetian be not too hard for my wits, and all the tribe of hell, thou shalt enjoy her. Therefore make money, a pox of drowning thyself. It is clean out of the way. Seek thou rather to be hanged in compassing thy joy than to be drowned and go without her.
1: Wilt thou be fast to my hopes if I depend on the issue? Thou art sure of me. Go! Make money! I have told thee often, and I retell
2: thee again and again I hate the more. My cause is hearted, thine hath no less reason. Let us be conjunctive in our revenge against him. If thou canst cuckold him, thou dost thyself a pleasure, Be a sport. There are many events in the womb of time which will be delivered. Traverse! Go! Provide thy money! we will have more of this tomorrow adieu where shall we
1: meet in the morning at my lodging i'll be with the, the times
2: go to farewell do you hear roderigo what say you no more of drowning do you hear i am changed.
1: i'll go sell all my land
2: Exit. thus do i ever make my fool my purse for i my own gained knowledge should profane if i would time expend with such a snipe But for my sport and profit. I hate the Moor, And it is thought abroad That twixt my sheets He has done my office. I know not if it be true, But I, for mere suspicion in that kind, Will do as if for surety. He holds me well. The better shall my purpose work on him. Cassio's a proper man. Let me see now to get his place and to plume up my will in double knavery how how let's see after some time to abuse othello's ear that he is too familiar with his wife he hath a person and a smooth disposed to be suspected framed to make women false The more is of a free and open nature That thinks men honest that but seem to be so, And will as tenderly be led by the nose as asses are. I haft it is engendered. Hell and night must bring this Monstrous birth to the world's light.
0: EXIT End of Act 1 Act Two of Othello by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One. A seaport in Cyprus. A platform. Enter Montano and two gentlemen.
13: What from the cape can you discern at sea?
9: Nothing at all. It is a high wrought flood. I cannot, twixt the heaven and the main, descry a sail.
13: Methinks the wind hath spoke aloud at land, a fuller blast ne'er shook our battlements. If it hath ruffians so upon the sea, what ribs of oak, when mountains melt on them, can hold the mortise? What shall we hear
14: of this? A segregation of the Turkish fleet, for do but stand upon the foaming shore the chidden billow seems to pelt the clouds. The wind shaked surge with high and monstrous MAIN Seems to cast water on the burning bear, and quench the guards of the ever fixed pole. I never did like the molestation view on the enchafed flood.
13: If that the Turkish fleet be not ensheltered and embayed, they are drowned. It is impossible to bear it out.
0: Enter a third gentleman. News, lads Our wars are done. THE DESPERATE TEMPEST HATH
2: SO BANGED THE TURKS THAT THEIR DESIGNMENT HALTS. A NOBLE SHIP OF VENICE HATH SEEN A grievous WRECK, AND SUFFERANCE ON MOST PART OF THEIR FLEET. HOW IS THIS TRUE? THE SHIP IS HERE PUT IN, A VERONESSA. MICHAEL Cassio, LIEUTENANT TO THE WARLIKE MOOR OTHELLO, IS COME ON SHORE, THE MOOR HIMSELF'S AT SEA, AND IS IN FULL COMMISSION HERE FOR Cyprus.
13: I AM GLAD ONT, TIS A WORTHY GOVERNOR.
2: But this same Cassio, though he speaks of comfort touching the Turkish loss, yet he looks sadly and prays the more be safe, for they were parted with foul and violent tempest.
13: Pray heavens he be, for I have served him, and the man commands like a fool soldier. Let's to the seaside ho, as well to see the vessel that's come in, as to throw out our eyes for brave Othello, even till we make the main and the aerial blue and indistinct regard. Come, let's do so, for every minute is
0: expectancy of more arrivance. Enter Cassio.
5: Thanks you, the valiant of this warlike isle, that so approved the moor. Oh, let the heavens give him defense against the elements, for I have lost him on a dangerous sea. Is he well shipped? His bark is stoutly timbered, and his pilot of very expert and approved allowance. Therefore my hopes, not surfeited to death, stand in bold cure.
0: Within, a sail, a sail, a sail. Enter a fourth gentleman.
5: What noise?
0: The town is empty. On the brow of the sea stand ranks of people, and they cry, a sail.
5: My hopes do shape him for the governor.
0: Guns within.
5: They do discharge their shot of court, see, our friends at least. I pray you, sir, go forth, and give us truth who tis that is arrived. I shall.
0: Exit.
13: BUT GOOD LIEUTENANT IS YOUR GENERAL, WIVED.
5: MOST FORTUNATELY. HE HATH ACHIEVED A MAID THAT PARAGON'S DESCRIPTION AND WILD FAME, ONE THAT EXCELS THE QUIRKS OF BLAZONING PENS, AND IN THE ESSENTIAL VESTURE OF CREATION DOES TYRE THE ENGINEER.
0: RE-ENTER SECOND gentleman.
5: HOW NOW? WHO IS PUT IN? Tis ONE Yago, ANCIENT TO THE GENERAL. HE HAS HAD MOST FAVORABLE AND HAPPY SPEED, Tempests themselves, high seas and howling winds, the guttered rocks and congregated sands, traitors in steep to clog the guiltless keel, as, having a sense of beauty, do omit their mortal natures, letting go safely by the divine Desdemona. What is she? She that I spake of, our great captain's captain, left in the conduct of the bold Iago, whose footing here anticipates our thoughts a senite speed. Great Jove, Othello guard, and swell his sail with thine own powerful breath, that he may bless this bay with his tall ship, make love's quick pants in Desdemona's arms, give renewed fire to our extincted spirits, and bring all Cyprus comfort.
0: Enter Desdemona, Emilia, Iago, Roderigo, and attendants.
5: O behold, the riches of the ship is come on shore. Ye men of Cyprus, let her have your knees. Hail to thee, lady, and the grace of heaven, before, behind thee, and on every hand, in wheel thee round.
11: I thank you, valiant Cassio. What tidings can you tell me of my lord?
5: He is not yet arrived, nor know I aught but that he's well, and will be shortly here.
11: Oh, but I fear how lost you company.
5: The great contention of the sea and skies parted our fellowship. But hark, a sail.
0: Within a sail, a sail. Guns within
14: they give their greeting to the citadel. this likewise
5: is a friend. See for the news
0: exit gentlemen,
5: good ancient, you are welcome
0: to Emilia,
5: welcome, mistress. Let it not gall your patience, good Iago, that I extend my manners. tis my breeding that gives me this bold show of courtesy kissing her. Sir, would she
2: give you so much of her lips as of her tongue she oft bestows on me? You'd have enough.
11: Alas, she has no speech.
2: In faith too much. I find it still when I have list to sleep. Mary, before your ladyship, I grant she puts her tongue a little in her heart and chides with thinking. You
6: have little cause to say so.
2: Oh, come on, come on. Your pictures out of doors, Bells in your parlors, Wildcats in your kitchens, Saints in your injuries, Devils being offended, Players in your housewifery, And houses in your beds. Oh, fie upon thee, slanderer! Nay, it is true, or else I am a Turk. You rise to play, and go to bed till work. You shall not write my praise. No, let me
11: not. What wouldst thou write of me, If thou shouldst praise me?
2: Oh, gentle lady, do not put me to it, for I am nothing if not critical.
11: Come on, essay. There's one gone to the harbor. Aye, madam. I am not merry, but I do beguile the thing I am by seeming otherwise. Come, how wouldst thou praise me?
2: I am about it, but indeed, my invention comes from my pate as bird lime does from freeze. It plucks out brains and all. But my muse labours, and thus she is delivered. If she be fair and wise, fairness and wit, the one's for use, the other useth it. Well praised. How if she be black and witty? If she be black and thereto have a wit, she'll find a white that shall her blackness fit. Worse and worse. How if fair and foolish? She never yet was
11: foolish that was fair, for even her folly helped her to an heir. These are old fond paradoxes to make fools laugh in the alehouse. What miserable praise hast thou for her that's foul and foolish?
2: There's none so foul and foolish thereunto, but does foul pranks which fair and wise ones do. O
11: oh, heavy ignorance, thou praisest the worst best. But what praise couldst thou bestow On a deserving woman indeed, One that, in the authority of her merit, Did justly put on the vouch Of very malice itself?
2: She that was ever fair and never proud Had tongue at will, and yet was never loud, Never lacked gold, and yet never went gay, Fled from her wish, and yet said, Now I may. She that being angered, her revenge being nigh, BAD HER wrong STAY AND HER DISPLEASURE FLY. SHE THAT IN WISDOM NEVER WAS SO FRAIL, TO CHANGE THE COD'S HEAD FOR THE SALMON'S TAIL, SHE THAT COULD THINK AND NE'ER DISCLOSE HER MIND, SEE suitors FOLLOWING AND NOT LOOK BEHIND. SHE WAS A WHITE, IF EVER SUCH WHITE WERE. TO DO WHAT? TO SUCKLE FOOLS AND CHRONICLE SMALL BEER. O,
11: oh, MOST LAME AND IMPOTENT CONCLUSION! DO NOT LEARN OF HIM, EMILIA, THOUGH HE BE THY HUSBAND. How say you, Cassio? Is he not the most profane and liberal counsellor?
5: He speaks home, madam. You may relish him more in the soldier than in the scholar.
2: Aside. He takes her by the palm. Ay, well said, whisper. With as little a web as this will I ensnare as great a fly as Cassio. I smile upon her, Do. I will guide thee in thine own courtship. Oh, you say true, tis so indeed. If such tricks as these strip you out of your lieutenantry, it had been better you had not kissed your three fingers so oft, which now again you are most apt to play the sir in. Oh, very good, well kissed, and excellent courtesy. Oh, tis so indeed. Yet again your fingers to your lips. Would they were clister pipes for your sake.
0: Trumpet within.
2: The more. I know
5: his trumpet. Tis truly so.
0: Let's
11: meet him and receive him.
5: Lo, where he comes.
0: Enter Othello and attendance.
5: O my fair
4: warrior.
11: My dear Othello.
4: It gives me wonder great as my content to see you here before me. O my soul's joy. If after every tempest come such calms, may the winds blow till they have wakened death and let the laboring bark climb hills of seas, Olympus high, and duck again as low as hells from heaven. If it were now to die, t'were now to be most happy, for I fear my soul hath her content so absolute, that not another comfort like to this succeeds in unknown fate.
11: The heavens forbid, but that our loves and comforts should increase, even as our days do grow
4: amen to that sweet powers i cannot speak enough of this content it stops me here it is too much of joy and this and this the greatest discords be kissing her that ere our hearts shall make
2: aside oh you are well tuned now but i'll set down the pegs that make this music as honest as i am
4: come let us to the castle news friends our wars are done the turks are drowned how does my old acquaintance of this isle honey you shall be well desired in cyprus i have found great love amongst them oh my sweet i prattle out of fashion and i dote in mine own comforts i prithee good yago go to the bay and disembark my coffers bring thou the master to the citadel he is a good one and his worthiness doth challenge much respect Come, Desdemona, once more well met at Cyprus.
0: Exeunt Othello, Desdemona, and attendants. Do thou meet me presently at the harbour? Come hither.
2: If thou beest valiant, as they say base men being in love, have then a nobility in their natures more than is native to them. List me. The lieutenant to-night watches on the court of guard. First, I must tell thee this. Desdemona is directly in love with him. With him, why, tis not possible. Lay thy finger thus, and let thy soul be instructed. Mark me with what violence she first loved the more, but for bragging and telling her fantastical lies. And will she love him still for prating? Let not thy discreet heart think it. Her eye must be fed, and what delight shall she have to look on the devil? When the blood is made dull with the act of sport, there should be, again to inflame it and to give satiety a fresh appetite, loveliness in favour, sympathy in years, manners, and beauties, all which the more is defective in. Now, for want of these required conveniences, her delicate tenderness will find itself abused, begin to heave the gorge, disrelish and abhor the more; very nature will instruct her in it, and compel her to some Second choice. Now, sir, this granted, as it is most pregnant and unforced position, who stands so eminently in the degree of this fortune as Cassio does, a knave very voluble, no further conscionable than in putting on the mere form of civil and humane seeming, for the better compass of his salt and most hidden loose affection? Why, none, why, none, a slipper and subtle knave. "'A finder out of occasions. "'That has an eye can stamp and counterfeit advantages, "'though true advantage never present itself. "'A devilish knave. "'Besides, the knave is handsome, young, "'and hath all those requisites in him "'that folly and green minds look after. "'A pestilent, complete knave,
1: "'and the woman hath found him already. "'I cannot believe that in her "'she is full of most blessed condition.'
2: "'Blessed, end. The wine she drinks is made of grapes. If she had been blessed, she would never have loved the more blessed pudding. Didst thou not see her paddle with the palm of his hand? Didst
1: not mark that? Yes, that I did. That was courtesy.
2: Lechery! By this hand! An index and obscure prologue to the history of lust and foul thoughts. They met so near with their lips that their breaths embraced together. Villainous thoughts, Rodrigo, when these mutualities so marshal the way. Hard at hand comes the master and main exercise, the incorporate conclusion. Pish! But, sir, be you ruled by me. I have brought you from Venice. Watch you tonight. For the command I'll lay it upon you. Cassio knows you not. I'll not be far from you. Do you find some occasion to anger, Cassio, either by speaking too loud, or tainting his discipline, or from what other course you please, which the time shall more favorably minister? Well? Sir, he is rash, and very sudden in choler, and haply with his truncheon may strike at you. Provoke him that he may, for even out of that will I cause these of Cyprus to mutiny, whose qualification shall come into no true taste again but by the displanting of Cassio. So shall you have a shorter journey to your desires, by the means I shall then have to prefer them, and the impediment most profitably removed, without the which there were no expectation of our prosperity.
1: I will do this, if I can bring it to any opportunity.
2: I warrant thee. Meet me by and by at the Citadel. I must fetch his necessaries ashore.
1: Farewell. Adieu.
2: Exit. That Cassio loves her, I do well believe it. That she loves him, tis apt and of great credit. The more, how being that I endure him not, is of a constant, loving, noble nature, and I dare think he'll prove to Desdemona a most dear husband. Now, I do love her too, not out of absolute lust, though. Peradventure I stand accountant for as great a sin, but partly led to diet my revenge, for that I do suspect the lusty moor hath leaped into my seat, and thought whereof, doth like a poisonous mineral not my innards, and nothing can or shall content my soul till I am even with him, wife for wife, or failing so yet that I put the moor at least into a jealousy so strong that judgment cannot cure. Which thing to do, if this poor trash of Venice, whom I trash for his quick hunting, stand the putting on, I'll have our Michael Cassio on the hip, abuse him to the moor in the rank garb. For I fear Cassio with my nightcap, too. Make the moor think me, love me, and reward me for making him egregiously an ass, and practicing upon his peace and quiet even to madness. Tis here... But yet, confused, knavery's plain face is never seen till used.
0: exit scene two a street enter a herald with a proclamation, People following
10: it is a fellow's pleasure, our noble and valiant general, that upon certain tidings now arrive, importing the mere perdition of the Turkish fleet, every man put himself into triumph, some to dance, some to make bonfires each man to what sport and revels his addiction leads him, For, besides these beneficial news, it is the celebration of his nuptial. So much was his pleasure should be proclaimed. All offices are open, and there is full liberty of feasting from this present hour of five till the bell have tolled eleven. Heaven bless the Isle of Cyprus and our noble general, Othello.
0: Exeunt. Scene 3. A Hall in the Castle Enter Othello, Desdemona, Cassio, and attendants,
4: good Michael, look you to the guard to-night. Let's teach ourselves that honourable stop, not to outsport discretion.
5: Iago hath direction what to do, but notwithstanding, with my personal eye, will I look to it.
4: Iago is most honest, Michael, good night to-morrow, with your earliest. Let me have speech with you
5: to
0: Desdemona.
4: come, my dear love. The purchase made, the fruits are to ensue, the profits yet to come tween me and you.
5: Good night.
0: Exeunt Othello, Desdemona, and attendants. Enter Iago.
5: Welcome, Iago. We must to the watch.
2: Not this hour, lieutenant. Tis not yet ten of the clock. Our general cast us thus early for the love of his Desdemona, who let us not therefore blame. He hath not yet made wanton the night with her, and she is sport for Jove
5: she's a most exquisite lady
2: and i'll warrant her full of game
5: indeed she is a most fresh and delicate creature what an eye she has methinks it sounds a parley to provocation an inviting eye and yet methinks right modest and when she speaks
2: is it not an alarm to love
5: she is indeed perfection
2: well happiness to their sheets come lieutenant i have a stoop of wine and here without our brace of Cypress gallants that would fain have a measure to the health of Black Othello.
5: Not to-night, good Iago. I have very poor and unhappy brains for drinking. I could well wish courtesy would invent some other custom of entertainment.
2: Oh, they are our friends. But one cup. I'll drink for you.
5: I have drunk but one cup to-night, and that was craftily qualified, too. And behold, what innovation it makes here. I am unfortunate in the infirmity, and dare not task my weakness with any more.
2: What mad tis a night of revels; these gallants desire it.
5: Where are they?
2: Here at the door. I
5: pray you call them in. I'll do it, but it dislikes me.
2: Exit. If I can fasten but one cup upon him with that which he hath drunk tonight already, he'll be as full of quarrel and offence as my young mistress dog. Now, my sick fool Roderigo, whom. Love hath turned almost the wrong side out, To Desdemona hath tonight caroused Potation's pottle-deep, And he's to watch three lads of Cyprus, Noble, swelling spirits that hold their honours in a wary distance, The very elements of this warlike isle, Have I tonight flustered with flowing cups, And they watch too. Now, amongst this flock of drunkards, Am I to put our Cassio in some action that may offend the isle? But here they come. If consequence do but approve my dream, my boat sails freely, both with wind and steam.
0: Re-enter Cassio. With him Montano and gentlemen, followed by servant with wine.
5: For heaven, they have given me a rouse already. Good faith, a little one,
13: not past a pint, as I am a soldier.
2: Some wine, ho! Sings. And let me the canic clink, clink, and let me the canic clink. A soldier's a man! Oh, life's but a spell when they let a soldier drink. Hey, some wine, boys.
5: For God, an excellent song.
2: I learned it in England, where indeed they are most potent in potting. Your Dane, your German, and your swag-bellied Hollander. Hey, drink, ho! Are nothing to your English.
5: Is your Englishman so expert in his drinking?
2: Why, he drinks you with facility, your Dane, dead drunk. He sweats not to overthrow your own he gives your
13: hollander a vomit ere the next pottle can be filled
5: to the health of our general
13: i am for it lieutenant and i'll do you justice oh sweet england
2: sings king stephen was a worthy peer his breeches cost him but a crown he held them sixpence all too dear with that he called the tailor lawn. He was a wight of high renown, and thou art but of low degree. Tis pride that pulls the country down, then take thine old cloak about thee.
5: Subwide! Ho! Why, this is a more exquisite song than the other. Oh, will you hear it again? No, for I hold him to be unworthy of his place that does those things. Well, God's above all, and there be souls must be saved. And there be souls must not be saved. It's true, good lieutenant. For mine own part, no offense to the general, nor any man of quality, I hope to be saved. And so do I too, lieutenant. Ay, but by your leave, not before me. The lieutenant is to be saved before the ancient. Let's have no more of this. Let's to our affairs. Forgive us our sins. Gentlemen, let's look to our business. "'Do not think, gentlemen, I am drunk. "'This is my ancient, this is my right hand, and this is my left. "'I am not drunk now. "'I can stand well enough, and I speak well enough.' "'Excellent, well!' "'Why, very well, then. "'You must not think, then, that I am drunk.'
13: "'Exit.' "'To the platform, masters. "'Come, let's set the watch.' "'You see this fellow that has gone before?'
2: He's a soldier fit to stand by Caesar and give direction. And do but see his vice. Tis to his virtue a just equinox, the one as long as the other. Tis pity of him. I fear the trust Othello puts in him on some odd time of his infirmity will shake this island. But is he often thus? Tis evermore the prologue to his sleep. He'll watch the horologue a double
13: set if drink rock not his cradle. It were well the general were put in mind of it. Perhaps he sees it not, or his good nature prizes the virtue that appears in Cassio and looks not on his evils. Is not this true?
0: Enter Roderigo. Aside to him.
13: How now, Roderigo? I pray you, after the
0: lieutenant, go. Exit, Roderigo.
13: And tis great pity that the noble Moor should hazard such a place as his own second with one of an ingraft infirmity. It were an honest action to say so to the moor. Not I for this fair island. I do love Cassio well, And would do much
2: to cure him of this evil. But hark, what noise!
0: Cry within, help, help. Re-enter Cassio, driving in Roderigo.
5: You rogue, you rascal! What's the matter, lieutenant? A knave teach me my duty. I'll beat the knave into a twiggin' bottle. Beat me! (laughs) Dost thou prate, rogue?
0: striking roderigo nay good lieutenant i pray you sir
5: hold your hand let me go sir i'll knock you over the mazard come come you're drunk drunk
0: they fight aside to roderigo
5: away i say go out and cry a mutiny
0: exit roderigo nay good lieutenant alas gentlemen
2: help ho lieutenant sir montano sir help masters Here is a goodly watch, indeed. Bell rings. Who's that that rings the bell? Diablo, ho! The town will rise! God's will, Lieutenant, hold! You will be shamed forever!
0: Re-enter Othello and attendants.
4: What is the matter here?
0: Zams, I bleed still. I'm hurt to the death.
4: Hold for your lives.
2: Hold, ho! Lieutenant, sir, Montano, gentlemen, have you forgot all sense of place and duty? Hold, the general speaks to you. Hold, hold, for shame.
4: Why, how now, ho, from whence arises this? Are we turned Turks, and to ourselves do that which heaven hath forbid the Ottomites? For Christian shame, put by this barbarous brawl, He that stirs next to carve for his own rage holds his soul light, He dies upon his motion silence that dreadful bell It frights the isle from her propriety what is the matter masters honest iago that looks dead with grieving speak who began this on thy love i charge thee
2: i do not know friends all but now even now in quarter and in terms like bride and groom divesting them for bed and then but now as if some planet had unwitted men swords out and tilting one at others breast in opposition bloody I cannot speak any beginning to this peevish odds, and would
5: in action glorious I had lost those legs that brought me to a part of it.
4: How comes it, Michael, you are thus forgot?
5: I pray you pardon me. I cannot speak.
4: Worthy Montano, you were wont be civil. The gravity and stillness of your youth the world hath noted, and your name is great in mouths of wisest censure. What's the matter that you unlace your reputation thus, and spend your rich opinion for the name of a night-brawler? Give me answer to it.
13: Worthy Othello, I am hurt to danger. Your officer iago can inform you while I spare speech which something now offends me of all that I do know nor know I aught by me that said or done amiss this night unless self-charity be sometimes a vice and to defend ourselves it be a sin when violence assails us
4: now by heaven my blood begins my safer guides to rule and passion having my best judgment collied assays to lead the way If I once stir or do but lift this arm, The best of you shall sink in my rebuke. Give me to know how this foul rout began, Who set it on. And he that is approved in this offence, Though he had twinned with me both at a birth, Shall lose me. What, in a town of war, yet wild, The people's hearts brimful of fear To manage private and domestic quarrel, In night and on the court and guard of safety? Tis monstrous! Iago, who began it?
13: If partially affined or leagued in office, thou dost deliver more or less than truth, thou art no soldier. Touch me not so near.
2: I had rather have this tongue cut from my mouth than it should do offence to Michael Cassio. Yet I persuade myself to speak the truth, shall nothing wrong him. Thus it is, General. Montano and myself being in speech, there comes a fellow crying out for help, and Cassio following him with determined sword to execute upon him. Sir, this gentleman steps into Cassio and entreats his paws. Myself the crying fellow did pursue, lest by his clamor, as it so fell out, the town might fall in fright." He, swift of foot, outran my purpose, and I returned the rather for that I heard the clink and fall of swords, and Cassio high in oath, which till to-night I ne'er might say before. When I came back, for this was brief, I found them close together at blow and thrust, even as again they were when you yourself did part them. More of this matter cannot I report, but men are men, and best sometimes forget Though Cassio did some little wrong to him, as men in rage strike those that wish them best, yet surely Cassio, I believe, received from him that fled some strange indignity which patience would not pass.
4: I know Iago, thy honesty and love doth mince this matter, making it light to Cassio, Cassio, I love thee, but never more be officer of mine
0: re-enter Desdemona, attended
4: look if my gentle love be not raised up. I'll make thee an example.
11: What's the matter?
4: All's well now, sweeting. Come away to bed.
11: To Montano,
0: who is led off.
4: Sir, for your hurts, myself will be your surgeon. Lead him off. Iago, look with care about the town, and silence those whom this vile brawl distracted. Come, Desdemona, tis the soldiers' life to have their balmy slumbers waked with strife.
0: Exeunt all but Iago and Cassio. "'What, are you hurt, Lieutenant?'
5: "'I past all surgery.' "'Mary, heaven forbid!' "'Reputation, reputation, reputation. "'Oh, I have lost my reputation. "'I have lost the immortal part of myself, "'and what remains is bestial. "'My reputation, Iago, my reputation.'
2: "'As I am an
5: honest man, "'I thought you had received some bodily wound.'
2: There's more sense in that than in reputation. Reputation is an idle and most false imposition. Oft got without merit and lost without deserving. You've lost no reputation at all unless you repute yourself such a loser. What, man! There are ways to recover the general again. You are but now cast in his mood, a punishment more in policy than in malice. Even so as one would beat his offenceless dog to affright an imperious lion, suit him again, and he is
5: yours., I would rather sue to be despised than to deceive so good a commander with so slight, so drunken, and so indiscreet an officer, drunk and speak parrot and squabble, swagger, swear, and discourse fustian with one's own shadow, oh. Thou invisible spirit of wine, if thou hast no name to be known by, let us call thee devil.
2: What was he that you followed with your sword? What had he done to you?
5: I know not.
2: Is't possible?
5: I remember a mass of things, but nothing distinctly. A quarrel, but nothing wherefore. O God, that men should put an enemy in their mouths to steal away their brains! That we should, with joy, pleasance, revel, and applause, Transform ourselves into beasts.
2: Why, but you are now well enough. How came you thus
5: recovered? It hath pleased the devil drunkenness To give place to the devil wrath. One unperfectness shows me another, To make me frankly despise myself.
2: Come, you are too severe a moraler. As the time, the place, and the condition Of this country stands, I could hardly wish it had not befallen. But... "'Since it is as
5: it is, mend it for your own good.' "'I will ask him for my place again. "'He shall tell me I am a drunkard. "'Had I as many mouths as Hydra, such an answer would stop them all. "'To be now a sensible man, by and by a fool, and presently a beast! "'Oh, strange! "'Every inordinate cup is unblessed, and the ingredient is a devil.' come come good wine is a good familiar creature if it
2: be well used exclaim no more against it and good lieutenant i think you think i love you
5: i have well approved it sir i drunk
2: you or any man living may be drunk at a time man (laughs) i'll tell you what you shall do our general's wife is now the general i may say so in this respect for he hath devoted and given up himself to the contemplation mark and denotement of her parts and graces. Confess yourself freely to her. Importune her help to put you in your place again. She is of so free, so kind, so apt, so blessed a disposition that she holds it a vice in her goodness not to do more than she is requested. The broken joint between you and her husband entreat her to splinter. And... My fortunes against any lay worth naming. This crack of your love shall grow stronger than it was before.
5: You advise me well.
2: I protest in the sincerity of love and honest kindness.
5: I think it freely. And betimes in the morning I will beseech the virtuous Desdemona to undertake for me. I am desperate of my fortunes if they check me here.
2: You are in the right. Good
5: night, lieutenant. I must to the watch. Good night, Honest Iago
2: exit and what's he then that says i play the villain when this advice is free i give and honest probable to thinking and indeed the course to win the more again for tis most easy the inclining desdemona to subdue in any honest suit she framed as fruitful as the free elements and then for her to win the more were to renounce his baptism all seals and symbols of redeemed sin. Her soul is so infettered to her love that she may make, unmake, what she list, even as her appetite shall play the god with his weak function. How am I, then, a villain to counsel Cassio in this parallel course directly to his good? Divinity of hell! When devils will the blackest sins put on, they do suggest at first with HEAVENLY SHOWS AS I DO NOW, FOR whiles THIS HONEST FOOL PLIES Desdemona TO REPAIR HIS FORTUNE, AND SHE FOR HIM PLEADS STRONGLY TO THE MORE, I'LL POUR THIS PESTILENCE INTO HIS EAR, THAT SHE REPEALS HIM FOR HER BODY'S LUST, AND BY HOW MUCH HE STRIVES TO DO HIM GOOD, SO SHALL UNDO HER CREDIT WITH THE MORE. SO WILL I TURN HER VIRTUE INTO PITCH, and out of her own goodness make the net that shall enmesh them
0: all. Enter, Roderigo. How now, Roderigo?
1: I do follow here in the chase, not like a hound that hunts, but one that fills up the cry. My money is almost spent. I have been tonight exceedingly well-cudgeled, and I think the issue will be I have so much experience for my pains, and so, with no money at all, and a little more for wit, will return again to Venice.
2: How poor are they that have no patience? What wound did ever heal but by degrees? Thou know'st we work by wit and not by witchcraft, and wit depends on dilatory time. Dost not go well. Cassio hath beaten thee, and thou, by that small hurt, hath cashiered Cassio. Though other things grow fair against the sun, yet fruits that blossom first will first be ripe. Content thyself awhile. By the mast is morning. Pleasure and action make the hours seem short. Retire thee. Go where thou art billeted. Away, I say, thou shalt no more hereafter. Nay, get thee gone. Exit, Roderigo. Two things are to be done. My wife must move for Cassio to her mistress. I'll set her on. Myself the while to draw the more apart and bring him jump when he may Cassio find soliciting his wife. Ay, that's the way. Dull not
0: device by coldness and delay. EXIT End of Act Two Act Three of Othello by William Shakespeare This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene I. Cyprus, before the castle. Enter Cassio and some musicians.
5: Masters, play here. I will content your pains. Something that's brief, and bid good morrow, General.
10: Music. Enter Clown. Why, Masters? Have your instruments been in Naples, That they speak I the nose thus?
12: How, sir? How?
10: Are these, I pray you, wind instruments?
12: Ay, marry, are they, sir.
10: Oh, thereby hangs a tale.
12: Whereby hangs a tale, sir?
10: Marry, sir, by many a wind instrument that I know. But, masters, here's money for you, And the general so likes your music That he desires you, for love's sake, To make no more noise with it.
12: Well, sir? We will not.
10: If you have any music that may not be heard, to it again. But, as they say, to hear music the general does not greatly care.
12: We have none such, sir.
10: Then put up your pipes in your bag, for I'll away. Go, vanish into air, away.
0: Exant Musicians.
5: Dost thou hear, mine honest friend?
10: No, I hear not your honest friend. I hear you.
5: Prithee, keep up thy quillets. There's a poor piece of gold for thee, If the gentlewoman that attends the general's wife be stirring, tell her there's one Cassio entreats her a little favor of speech. Wilt thou do this?
10: She is stirring, sir. If she will stir hither, I shall seem to notify unto her.
5: Do, good my friend.
0: Exit clown. Enter Iago.
5: In happy time, Iago. You have not been abed, then? Why, no. The day had broke before we parted. I have made bold, Iago, to send in to your wife. My suit to her is that she will to virtuous Desdemona procure me some access.
2: I'll send her to you presently. And I'll devise a mean to draw the moor out of the way, that your converse and business may be more free.
5: I humbly thank you for it.
0: Exit, Iago.
5: I never knew a Florentine more kind and honest.
6: Enter, Emilia. Good morrow, good lieutenant. I am sorry for your displeasure, but all will sure be well. The general and his wife are talking of it, and she speaks for you stoutly. The moor replies that he you hurt is of great fame in Cyprus and great affinity, and that in wholesome wisdom he might not but refuse you. But he protests he loves you and needs no other suitor but his likings to take the safest occasion by the front to bring you in again.
5: Yet I beseech you, if you think fit, or that it may be done, Give me advantage of some brief discourse with Desdemona alone.
6: Pray you, come in. I will bestow you where you shall have time to speak your bosom freely.
5: I am much bound to you.
6: Exit.
0: Scene 2. Cyprus, a room in the castle. Enter Othello, Iago, and gentlemen.
4: These letters give Iago to the pilot, and by him do my duties to the senate. That done I will be walking on the works. Repair there to me.
2: Well, my good lord, I'll do it.
4: This fortification, gentlemen, shall we see it? We wait upon your lordship.
0: Exeunt. Scene 3. Cyprus, the garden of the castle. Enter Desdemona, Cassio, and Emilia.
11: Be thou assured, good Cassio, I will do all my abilities in thy behalf. Good madam do. I warrant it grieves my husband as if the cause were his. Oh, that's an honest fellow. Do not doubt, Cassio, but I will have my lord and you again as friendly as you were.
5: Bounteous, madam. Whatever shall become of Michael Cassio? He's never anything but your true servant.
11: I know it. I thank you. You do love my lord. You have known him long, and be you well assured he shall in strangeness stand no farther off than in a politic distance.
5: Ay, but, lady, that policy may either last so long or feed upon such nice and waterish diet, or breed itself so out of circumstance, that, I being absent, and my place supplied, my general will forget my love and service.
11: Do not doubt that. Before Emilia here, I give thee warrant of thy place. Assure thee, if I do vow a friendship, I'll perform it to the last article— My lord shall never rest. I'll watch him tame and talk him out of patience. His bed shall seem a school, his board a shrift. I'll intermingle everything he does with Cassio's suit. Therefore be merry, Cassio, for thy solicitor shall rather die than give thy cause away.
6: Madam, here comes my lord.
5: Madam, I'll take my leave.
6: Why stay and hear me speak?
5: Madam, not now. I am very ill at ease, unfit for mine own purposes.
11: Well to your discretion. Exit Cassio.
0: Enter Othello and Iago. Ha! Huh, I like not that.
4: What dost thou say?
2: Uh, nothing, my lord. Or if I know not what.
4: Was not that Cassio parted from my wife?
2: Cassio, my lord? No, sure I cannot think it that he would steal away so guilty like seeing you coming.
4: I do believe twas he.
11: How now, my lord? I have been talking with a suitor here, a man that languishes in your displeasure.
4: Who is it you mean?
11: Why, your lieutenant Cassio. Good my lord, if I have any grace or power to move you, his present reconciliation take. For if he be not one that truly loves you, that errs in ignorance and not in cunning, I have no judgment in an honest face. I prithee call him back.
4: Went he hence now?
11: Ay, sooth so humbled that he hath left part of his grief with me to suffer with him good love call him back
4: not now sweet desdemona some other time
11: but shalt be shortly
4: the sooner sweet for you
11: shalt be to-night at supper
4: no not to-night
11: to-morrow dinner then
4: i shall not dine at home i meet the captains at the citadel
11: why then to-morrow night or tuesday morn on tuesday noon or night on wednesday morn I, Prithee, name the time, but let it not exceed three days. In faith he is penitent, and yet his trespass in our common reason, save that they say the wars must make examples out of their best, is not almost a fault to incur a private check. When shall he come? Tell me, Othello, I wonder in my soul what you would ask me that I should deny or stand so murmuring on." what michael cassio that came a-wooing with you and so many a time when i have spoke of you dispraisingly hath taken your part to have so much to do to bring him in trust me i could do much prithee no more
4: let him come when he will i will deny thee nothing
11: why this is not a boon tis as i should entreat you wear your gloves or feed on nourishing dishes or keep you warm or sue to you to do a peculiar profit to your own person. Nay, when I have a suit, wherein I mean to touch your love indeed, it shall be full of poise and difficult weight, and fearful to be granted.
4: I will deny thee nothing, whereon I do beseech thee grant me this, to leave me but a little to myself.
11: Shall I deny you? No. Farewell, my lord.
4: Farewell, my Desdemona. I'll come to thee straight.
11: Emilia, come, be as your fancies teach you. Whatever you be, I am obedient. Exit
0: with Emilia.
4: Excellent wretch, perdition catch my soul, but I do love thee, and when I love thee not, chaos is come again.
2: My noble lord.
4: What dost thou say, Iago?
2: Did Michael Cassio, when you wooed my lady, know of your love?
4: He did, from first to last. Why dost thou ask?
2: But for a satisfaction of my thought no further harm
4: why of thy thought iago
2: i did not think he had been acquainted with her
4: oh yes and went between us very oft indeed indeed I indeed discernest thou aught in that is he not honest
2: honest my lord
4: honest aye honest
2: my lord for aught i know
4: what dost thou think think my lord Think, my lord, by heaven he echoes me, as if there were some monster in his thought too hideous to be shown. Thou dost mean something. I heard thee say even now thou likest not that when Cassio left my wife. What didst not like? And when I told thee he was of my counsel in my whole course of wooing, thou criedst indeed, and didst contract and purse thy brow together, as if thou then hadst shut up in thy brain some horrible conceit, If thou dost love me, show me thy thought.
2: My lord, you know I love you.
4: I think thou dost, and for I know thou art full of love and honesty, And weigh'st thy words before thou givest them breath. Therefore these stops of thine fright me the more, For such things in a false disloyal knave are tricks of custom, But in a man that's just, they are close delations, Working from the heart that passion cannot rule.
2: For Michael Cassio, I dare be sworn, I think that he is honest.
4: I think so, too.
2: Men should be what they seem, or those that be not, would they might seem none.
4: Certain men should be what they seem.
2: Why, then, I think Cassio's an honest man.
4: Nay, yet there's more in this. I prithee, speak to me as to thy thinkings, As thou dost ruminate, and give thy worst of thoughts the worst of words. Good my
2: lord, pardon me. Though I am bound to every act of duty, I am not bound to that all slaves are free to. Utter my thoughts, why, say, they are vile and false, As where's that palace whereunto foul things sometimes intrude not? Who has a breast so pure but some uncleanly apprehensions keep leets and days and in session sit? with meditations lawful.
4: Thou dost conspire against thy friend, Iago, if thou but thinkest him wronged, and makest his ear a stranger to thy thoughts.
2: I do beseech you, though I perchance am vicious in my guess, as I confess it is my nature's plague to spy into abuses, and of my jealousy shape faults that are not, that your wisdom yet, from one that so imperfectly conceits, Would take no notice, nor build yourself a trouble Out of his scattering and unsure observance. It were not for your quiet, nor your good, Nor for my manhood, honesty, or wisdom To let you know my thoughts.
4: What dost thou mean?
2: Good name, in man and woman, dear my lord, Is the immediate jewel of their souls. Who steals my purse, steals trash, Tis something, nothing. "'Twas mine, tis his, and has been slave to thousands. "'But he that filches from me my good name "'robs me of that which not enriches him "'and makes me poor indeed.
4: "'By heaven I'll know thy thoughts.'
2: "'You cannot, if my heart were in your hand, "'nor shall not, whilst tis in my custody. Ha! "'Oh, beware, my lord of jealousy. "'It is the green-eyed monster "'which doth mock the meat it feeds on.' That cuckold lives in bliss, who, certain of his fate, loves not his wronger. But, oh, what damned minutes tells he o'er, who dotes, yet doubts, suspects, yet strongly loves?
4: Oh, misery!
2: Poor and content is rich, and rich enough. But riches finless is as poor as winter to him that ever fears he shall be poor. Good heaven, the souls of all my tribe defend from jealousy.
8: "'Why,
4: why is this? "'Thinkest thou I'd make a life of jealousy "'to follow still the changes of the moon "'with fresh suspicions? "'No, to be once in doubt is once to be resolved. "'Exchange me for a goat "'when I shall turn the business of my soul "'to such ex and blown surmises "'matching thy inference. "'Tis not to make me jealous "'to say my wife is fair, feeds well, "'loves company, is free of speech, "'sings, plays, and dances well.' Where virtue is, these are more virtuous. Nor from mine own weak merits will I draw the smallest fear or doubt of her revolt, For she had eyes, and chose me. No, Iago, I'll see before I doubt. When I doubt, prove. And on the proof, there is no more but this, Away at once with love or jealousy.
2: I am glad of it. For now I shall have reason to show the love and duty That I bear you with franker spirit, Therefore, as I am bound, receive it from me. I speak not yet of proof. Look to your wife. Observe her well with Cassio. Wear your eye, thus, not jealous nor secure. I would not have your free and noble nature out of self-bounty be abused. Look to it. I know our country disposition well. In Venice they do let heaven see the pranks they dare not show their husbands. Their best conscience is not to leave undone, but keep unknown.
4: Dost thou say so?
2: She did deceive her father, marrying you. And when she seemed to shake and fear your looks, she loved them most.
4: And so she did.
2: Why, go to, then. She that so young could give out such a seeming? To seal her father's eyes up close as oak, he thought twas witchcraft. But I am much to blame. I humbly do beseech you of your pardon for too much loving you.
4: I am bound to thee forever.
2: I see this hath a little dashed your spirits.
4: Not a jot. Not a jot.
2: Oh, trust me, I fear it has. I hope you will consider what is spoke comes from my love. But I do see you moved. I am to pray you not to strain my speech to grosser issues, nor to larger reach than to suspicion.
4: I will not.
2: Should you do so, my lord, my speech should fall into such vile success which my thoughts aimed not. Cassio is my worthy friend. My lord, I see you're moved.
4: No, not much moved. I do not think but Desdemona's honest.
2: Long live she so, and long live you to think so.
4: And yet, how nature erring from itself,
2: ay, there's the point as to be bold with you, not to affect many proposed matches of her own clime, complexion, and degree, whereto we see in all things nature tends, for one may smell in such a will most rank, foul disproportion, and thoughts unnatural. Pardon me, I do not in position distinctly speak of her, though I may fear her will, recoiling to her better judgment, may fail to match you with her country forms and happily repent.
4: Farewell, farewell. If more thou dost perceive, let me know more. Set on thy wife to observe. Leave me, Iago.
2: Going. My lord, I take my leave.
4: Why did I marry? This honest creature doubtless sees and knows more, much more,
0: than he unfolds. Returning. My lord, I would I might entreat
2: your honour to scan this thing no further. (laughs) Leave it to time, though it be fit that Cassio have his place, for sure he fills it up with great ability, yet if you please to hold him off a while you shall by that perceive him and his means. Note if your lady strain his entertainment with any... Strong or vehement importunity, much will be seen in that in the meantime. let me be thought too busy in my fears, as worthy cause I have to fear I am, and hold her free. I do beseech your honour,
4: fear not my government
2: I once more take
0: my leave, exit
4: this fellow's of exceeding honesty and knows all qualities with a learned spirit of human dealings. If I do prove her haggard, though that her jesses were my dear heart-strings, I'd whistle her off and let her down the wind to pray at fortune. Haply, for I am black and have not those soft parts of conversation that chamberers have, or for I am declined into the vale of years. Yet that's not much. She's gone. I am abused, and my relief must be to loathe her. Oh. Curse of marriage that we can call These delicate creatures ours And not their appetites. I had rather be a toad And live upon the vapour of a dungeon Than keep a corner in the thing I love For others' uses. Yet tis the plague Of great ones. Prerogatived are they less than the base. Tis destiny Unshunnable like death. Even then this Forked plague is fated to us When we do quicken. Desdemona comes. If she be false, oh, then heaven mocks itself. I'll not believe it.
0: Re-enter
11: Desdemona and Emilia. How now, my dear Othello? Your dinner and the generous islanders by you invited do attend your presence.
4: I am to blame.
11: Why do you speak so faintly? Are you not well?
4: I have a pain upon my forehead here.
11: Faith, that's with watching, twill away again. Let me but bind it hard. Within this hour it will be well.
4: Your napkin is too little.
11: He puts the handkerchief from him, and she drops
0: it.
4: Let it alone. Come, I'll go in with you.
0: I am very sorry that you are
6: not well. Exeunt Othello and Desdemona. I am glad I have found this napkin. This was her first remembrance from the Moor. My wayward husband hath a hundred times wooed me to steal it. But she so loves the token, for he conjured her she should ever keep it, that she reserves it evermore about her to kiss and talk to. I'll have the work tain out and give it Iago. What he will do with it, heaven knows, not I. I nothing but to please his fantasy.
0: RE-ENTER Iago How now? What do you here alone?
6: Do not you chide.
2: I have a thing for you. A thing for me? It is a common
6: thing. ha, huh? To have a foolish wife. Oh, is that all. What will you give me now for that same handkerchief? What handkerchief? What handkerchief? Why, that the Moor first gave to Desdemona, That which so often you did bid me steal. Hast stolen it from her? No, Faith, she let it drop by negligence, and to the advantage I, being here, took it up. Look, here it is. A good wench. Give it me. What will you do with't, that you have been so earnest to have me filch it? Snatching it. Why, what's that to you? If it be not for some purpose of import, give it me again. Poor lady shall run mad when she shall lack it. Be not act known, aunt. I have
2: use for it. Go, leave me
0: exit emilia
2: i will in cassio's lodging lose this napkin and let him find it trifles light as air are to the jealous confirmation strong as proofs of holy writ this may do something the more already changes with my poison dangerous conceits are in their nature's poisons which at the first are scarce found to distaste but with a little act upon the blood, burn like the mines of sulphur. I did say so. Look where he comes. Not poppy, nor mandragora, nor all the drowsy syrups of the world shall ever medicine thee to that sweet sleep which thou owedst yesterday.
0: Re-enter Othello.
12: (sighs) Ah,
4: false to me.
0: Why, how now,
2: General? No more of that.
4: Avant, begone! Thou hast set me on the rack. I swear 'tis better to be much abused than but to know it a little.
2: How now, my lord?
4: What sense had I of her stolen hours of lust? I saw it not, thought it not. It harmed not me. I slept the next night well, was free and merry. I found not Cassio's kisses on her lips. He that is robbed, not wanting what is stolen, let him not know it, and he's not robbed at all.
2: I am sorry to hear this.
4: I had been happy if the general camp, pioneers and all, had tasted her sweet body, so I had nothing known. Oh, now, for ever farewell the tranquil mind! Farewell content! Farewell the plumed troop and the big wars that make ambition virtue! Oh, farewell! Farewell, the neighing steed and the shrill trump, the spirit-stirring drum, the ear-piercing fife, the royal banner, and all quality pride, pomp and circumstance of glorious war. And, oh, you mortal engines whose rude throats the immortal jove's dead clamors counterfeit, farewell, Othello's occupation's gone.
2: not possible,
0: my lord.
4: Villain, be sure thou prove my love a whore.
0: Taking him by the throat.
4: Be sure of it. Give me the ocular proof, Or by the worth of man's eternal soul Thou hadst been better have been born a dog Than answer my waked wrath.
2: Is come to this.
4: Make me to see it, Or at the least so prove it That the probation bear no hinge nor loop To hang a doubt on, Or woe upon thy life.
2: My noble lord!
4: If thou dost slander her and torture me, Never pray more, Abandon all remorse. On horror's head horrors accumulate, DO DEEDS TO MAKE HEAVEN WEEP, ALL EARTH AMAZED, FOR NOTHING CANST THOU TO DAMNATION ADD GREATER THAN THAT.
2: O GRACE! O HEAVEN, DEFEND ME! ARE YOU A MAN? HAVE YOU A SOUL, OR SENSE? GOD BE WITH YOU, YOU TAKE MINE OFFICE! O WRETCHED FOOL THAT LIVES TO MAKE THINE HONESTY A VICE! O MONSTROUS WORLD! TAKE NOTE, TAKE NOTE! O, oh, world, to be direct and honest is not safe. I thank you for this, profit, and from thence I'll love no friends, since love breeds such offence.
4: Nay, stay, thou shouldst be honest.
2: I should be wise, for honesty's a fool and loses that it works for.
4: By the world, I think my wife be honest, and think she is not. I think that thou art just, and think thou art not. I'll have some proof. Her name that was as fresh as Diane's visage is now begrimed and black as mine own face. If there be cords or knives, poison or fire or suffocating streams, I'll not endure it. Would I were satisfied?
2: I see, sir, you are eaten up with passion. I do repent me that I put it to you. You would be satisfied?
4: Would, nay, I will.
2: And may. How, how, satisfied my lord, would you, the supervisor, grossly gape on, behold her topt?
4: Death and damnation, oh!
2: It were a tedious difficulty, I think, to bring them to that prospect. Damn them, then, if ever mortal eyes do see them bolster more than their own. What then? How then? What shall I say? Where is satisfaction? It is impossible you should see this, were they as prime as goats, as hot as monkeys, as salt as wolves in pride, and fools as gross as ignorance made drunk. But yet I say, if imputation and strong circumstances, which lead directly to the door of truth, will give you satisfaction, you may have t-
4: Give me a living reason she's disloyal.
2: I do not like the office. But since I am entered in this cause so far, pricked to it by foolish honesty and love, I will go on. I lay with Cassio lately, and being troubled with a raging tooth, I could not sleep. There are a kind of men so loose of soul that in their sleeps will mutter their affairs. One of this kind is Cassio. In sleep I heard him say, Sweet Desdemona, let us be wary, Let us hide our loves. And then, sir, would he gripe and wring my hand, Cry, O oh, sweet creature, and then kiss me hard, As if ye plucked up kisses by the roots that grew upon my lips, Then laid his leg over my thigh and sighed and kissed, and then cried, Cursed fate that gave thee to the moor.
4: Oh, monstrous, monstrous!
2: Nay, this was but his dream.
4: But this denoted a foregone conclusion. Tis a shrewd doubt, though it be but a dream.
2: And this may help to thicken other proofs that do demonstrate thinly.
4: I'll tear her all to pieces.
2: Nay, but be wise. Yet we see nothing done. She may be honest, yet. Tell me this. Have you not sometimes seen a handkerchief... "'Spotted with strawberries in your wife's hand?'
4: "'I gave her such a one, "'twas my first gift.'
2: "'I know not that. "'But such a handkerchief, I'm sure it was your wife's. "'Did I to-day see Cassio wipe his beard with?'
4: "'If it be that!'
2: "'If it be that, or any that was hers, "'it speaks against her with the other proofs.'
4: "'Oh, that the slave had forty thousand lives! "'One is too poor, too weak for my revenge!' Now do I see tis true. Look here, Iago, all my fond love, Thus do I blow to heaven, tis gone. Arise, black vengeance, from thy hollow cell. Yield up, O love, thy crown and hearted throne To tyrannous hate. Swell bosom with thy fraught, For tis of aspic's tongues.
2: Yet be content.
4: O blood, blood, blood.
2: Patience, I say. Your mind, perhaps, may change.
4: Never, Iago, like to the pontic sea, Whose icy current and compulsive course Ne'er feels retiring ebb, But keeps due on to the propontic and the hellespont. Even so my bloody thoughts, with violent pace, Shall ne'er look back, Ne'er ebb to humble love, Till that a capable and wide revenge Swallow them up. Now, by yond marble heaven in the due reverence of a sacred vow i here engage my words
2: do not rise yet witness you ever-burning lights above you elements that clip us round about witness that here iago doth give up the execution of his wit hands heart to wronged othello's service let him command and to obey shall be in me remorse. What bloody business ever! They rise.
4: I greet thy love not with vain thanks, But with acceptance bounteous, And will upon the instant put thee to it. Within these three days let me hear thee say That Cassio's not alive.
2: My friend is dead. Tis done at your request. But let her live.
4: Damn her, lewd minx, oh, damn her! Come, go with me apart, I will withdraw to furnish me with some swift means of death for the fair devil. Now art thou, my lieutenant.
0: I am your own, for ever. Exeunt Scene 4 Cyprus before the castle Enter Desdemona, Emilia,
11: and Clown. Do you know, sirrah, where Lieutenant Cassio lies?
10: I dare not say he lies anywhere.
11: Why, man?
10: He's a soldier, and for one to say a soldier lies is stabbing.
11: Go to, where lodges he?
10: To tell you where he lodges is to tell you where I lie.
11: Can anything be made of this?
10: I know not where he lodges. And for me to devise a logic and say he lies here or he lies there were to lie in mine own throat.
11: Can you inquire him out and be edified by report?
10: I will catechize the world for him, that is, make questions and by them answer.
11: Seek him, bid him come hither, tell him I have moved my lord on his behalf, and hope all will be well.
10: To do this is within the compass of man's wit, and therefore I will attempt the doing it.
11: Exit. Where should I lose that handkerchief, Amelia? I know not, madam. Believe me, I had rather have lost my purse full of crusados, and but my noble moor is true of mind, and made of no such baseness as jealous creatures are, it were enough to put him to ill-thinking. Is he not jealous? Who, he? I think the son where he was born drew all such humours from him. Look where he comes. I will not leave him now till Cassio be called to him. Enter Othello. How is it with you, my lord?
4: Well, my good lady. Aside— Oh hardness to dissemble. How do you do, Desdemona?
11: Well, my good lord.
4: Give me your hand. This hand is moist, my lady.
11: It yet hath felt no age, nor known no sorrow.
4: This argues fruitfulness and liberal heart. Hot, hot and moist. This hand of yours requires a sequester from liberty. Fasting and prayer, much castigation, exercise devout. FOR HERE'S A YOUNG AND SWEATING DEVIL HERE THAT COMMONLY REBELS. TIS A GOOD HAND, A FRANK ONE.
11: YOU MAY INDEED SAY SO, FOR T'WAS THAT HAND THAT GAVE AWAY MY HEART.
4: A LIBERAL HAND, THE HEARTS OF OLD GAVE HANDS, BUT OUR NEW HERALDRY IS HANDS, NOT HEARTS.
11: I CANNOT SPEAK OF THIS. COME NOW, YOUR PROMISE.
4: WHAT PROMISE, CHUCK?
11: i have sent to bid cassio come speak with you
4: i have a salt and sorry room offends me lend me thy handkerchief
11: here my lord
4: that which i gave you
11: i have it not about me not no faith my lord
4: That is a fault. That handkerchief did an Egyptian to my mother give. She was a charmer, and could almost read the thoughts of people. She told her, while she kept it, it t'would make her amiable and subdue my father entirely to her love. But if she lost it, or made gift of it, my father's eye should hold her loathed, and his spirits should hunt after new fancies. She, dying, gave it me. And bid me when my fate would have me wife to give it her, I did so, and take heed on it, make it a darling like your precious eye to lose it or give it away, where such perdition as nothing else could match
11: is possible
4: tis true there's magic in the web of it, a sibyl that had numbered in the world the sun to course two hundred compasses, and her prophetic fury sowed the work. The worms were hallowed that did breed the silk, and it was dyed in mummy, which the skilful conserved of maiden's hearts.
11: Indeed is true?
4: Most veritable. Therefore look to it well.
11: Then would to God that I had never seen it.
4: Ha! Wherefore?
11: Why do you speak so startlingly and rash?
4: Is it lost? Is it gone? Speak, is it out of the way?
11: Heaven bless us. Say you? It is not lost but what and if it were how i say it is not lost
4: fetch it let me see it
11: why so i can sir but i will not now this is a trick to put me from my suit pray you let cassio be received again
4: fetch me the handkerchief my mind misgives
11: come come you'll never meet a more sufficient man
4: the handkerchief
11: i pray talk me of cassio
4: the handkerchief
11: A man that all his time hath founded his good fortunes on your love, shared dangers with you.
4: The handkerchief!
11: In sooth, you are to blame. Away! Exit! Is not this man jealous? I ne'er saw this before. Sure there's some wonder in this handkerchief. I am most unhappy in the loss of it.
6: Tis not a year or two shows us a man. They are all but stomachs, and we all but food. They eat us hungrily, and when they are full, they belch us. Look you, Cassio and my husband.
0: Enter Cassio and Iago.
6: There is no other way.
2: To she must do it. And lo, the happiness. Go and import you.
11: How now, good Cassio? What's the news with you?
5: Madam, my former suit, I do beseech you that by your virtuous means I may again exist and be a member of his love whom I, with all the office of my heart, entirely honour, I would not be delayed. If my offence be of such mortal kind, that not my service past, nor present sorrows, nor purposed merit in futurity, can ransom me into his love again, but to know so must be my benefit, so shall I clothe me in a forced content, and shut myself up in some other course, to fortune's alms.
11: Alas, thrice gentle Cassio, My advocation is not now in tune. My lord is not my lord, nor should I know him, were he in favour as in humour altered. So help me every spirit sanctified, as I have spoken for you all my best, and stood within the blank of his displeasure for my free speech. You must awhile be patient. What I can do, I will, and more I will than for myself I dare. Let that suffice you.
6: Is my lord angry? He went hence, but now, and certainly in strange unquietness, can he be angry? I have
2: seen the cannon when it hath blown his ranks into the air, and, like the devil from his very arm, puffed his own brother and can he be angry, something of moment, then I will go to meet him. There is matter in it indeed, if he be angry.
11: I prithee do so, exit, Iago, something sure of state either from Venice or some unhatched practice made demonstrable here in Cyprus to him, hath puddled his clear spirit, and in such cases men's natures wrangle with inferior things, though great ones are their object. Tis even so, for let our finger ache, and it induce our other healthful members even to that sense of pain. Nay, we must think men are not gods, nor of them look for such observancy as fits the bridal. "'Beshrew me much, Emilia, I was unhandsome warrior as I am, arraigning his unkindness with my soul. But now I find I had suborned the witness, and he's indicted falsely.'
6: "'Pray heaven it be state matters as you think, and no conception nor no jealous toy concerning you.' "'Alas, the day, I never gave him cause.' "'But jealous souls will not be answered so. They are not ever jealous for the cause, but jealous for they are jealous.' Tis a monster begot upon itself, born on itself.
11: Heaven keep that monster from Othello's mind.
6: Lady, amen.
11: I will go seek him. Cassio, walk hereabout. If I do find him fit, I'll move your suit, and seek to effect it to my uttermost.
5: I humbly thank your ladyship.
0: Exeunt Desdemona and Emilia. Enter
9: Bianca. Save you, friend Cassio.
5: What make you from home? How is it with you, my most fair Bianca? In faith, sweet love, I was coming to your house.
9: And I was going to your lodging, Cassio. What, keep a week away? Seven days and nights? Eight score eight hours? And lovers' absent hours, more tedious than the dial eight score times? Oh, weary reckoning.
5: Pardon me, Bianca. I have this while with leaden thoughts been pressed, but I shall in a more continuate time strike off this score of absence. "'Sweet Bianca.'
0: "'Giving her
9: Desdemona's handkerchief.
5: "'Take me this work out.'
9: "'Oh, Cassio, whence came this? "'This is some token from a newer friend. "'To the felt absence now I feel the cause. "'Is it come to this? "'Well, well.'
5: "'Go to, woman. "'Throw your vile guesses in the devil's teeth "'from whence you have them. "'You are jealous now that this is from some mistress, "'some remembrance. "'No, in good troth, Bianca.'
9: Why? Whose is it?
5: I know not neither. I found it in my chamber. I like the work well. Ere it be demanded, as like enough it will, I'd have it copied. Take it, and do it, and leave me for this time. Leave you? Wherefore? I do attend here on the general, and think it no addition, nor my wish, to have him see me womaned.
9: Why, I pray you?
5: Not that I love you not.
9: But that you do not love me. I pray you. Bring me on the way a little, and say if I shall see you soon at night.
5: Tis but a little way that I can bring you, for I attend here. But I'll see you soon.
9: Tis very good. I must be circumstanced. Exeunt.
0: End of Act Three. Act 4 of Othello by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Act 4, Scene 1, Cyprus, before the castle. Enter Othello and Iago.
4: Will you think so? Think so, Iago?
2: What, to kiss in private?
4: An unauthorized kiss.
2: Or to be naked with her friend in bed an hour or more, not meaning any harm.
4: Naked in bed, Iago, and not mean harm? It is hypocrisy against the devil. They that mean virtuously, and yet do so, The devil their virtue tempts, and they tempt heaven.
2: So they do nothing, tis a venial slip. But if I give my wife a handkerchief... What then? Why then, tis hers, my lord, and being hers, she may, I think, bestow it on any man.
4: She is protectress of her honour, too. May she give that?
2: Her honour is an essence that's not seen. They have it oft that have it not. But for the handkerchief—
4: By heaven, I would most gladly have forgot it. Thou saidst— Oh, it comes o'er my memory, as doth the raven o'er the infected house, Boding to all. He had my handkerchief.
2: Ay, what of that?
4: That's not so good now.
2: What, if I had said— I had seen him do you wrong or heard him say, as knaves be such abroad, who having, by their own importunate suit or voluntary dotage of some mistress, convinced or supplied them, cannot choose but they must blab.
4: Hath he said anything?
2: He hath, my lord, but be you well assured, no more than he'll unswear.
4: What hath he said?
2: Faith that he did I I know not what he did.
4: What? What? lie with her
2: with her on her what you will
4: lie with her lie on her we say lie on her when they belie her lie with her that's fulsome handkerchief confessions handkerchief to confess and be hanged for his labor first to be hanged and then to confess i tremble at it nature would not invest herself in such shadowing passion without some instruction it is not words that shake me thus Noses, ears, and lips, is it possible? Confess, handkerchief, oh, devil.
2: Falls in a trance. Work on, my medicine, work. Thus credulous fools are caught, and many worthy and chaste dames even thus, all guiltless meet reproach. What ho, my lord, my lord, I say, Othello? Enter Cassio. How now, Cassio?
5: What's the matter?
2: My lord has fallen into an epilepsy. This is his second fit. He had one yesterday.
5: Rub him about the temples.
2: No, forbear. The lethargy must have his quiet course. If not, he foams at mouth and by and by breaks out to savage madness. Look, he stirs. Do you withdraw yourself a little while? He will recover straight. When he is gone, I would on great occasion speak with you.
0: Exit Cassio.
2: How is it, General? Have you not heard your head?
4: dost thou mock me
2: i mock you no by heaven would you would bear your fortune like a man
4: a horned man's a monster and a beast
2: there's many a beast then in a populous city and many a civil monster
4: did he confess it
2: good sir be a man think every bearded fellow that's but yoked may draw with you THERE'S MILLIONS NOW ALIVE THAT NIGHTLY LIE IN THOSE UNPROPER BEDS WHICH THEY DARE SWEAR PECULIAR. YOUR CASE IS BETTER. TIS THE SPITE OF HELL THE FIEND'S ARCH MOCK TO LIP A WANTON IN A SECURE COUCH, AND TO SUPPOSE HER chaste. NO, LET ME KNOW, AND KNOWING WHAT I AM, I KNOW WHAT SHE SHALL BE.
4: Oh, THOU ART WISE TO CERTAIN.
2: STAND YOU A WHILE APART confine yourself but in a patient list. Whilst you were here overwhelmed with your grief, a passion most unsuiting such a man, Cassio came hither. I shifted him away and laid good excuse upon your ecstasy, bade him anon return and here speak with me, the which he promised. Do but encave yourself and mark the fleers the gibes and notable scorns that dwell in every region of his face for i will make him tell the tale anew where how how oft how long ago and when he hath and is again to cope your wife i say but mark his gesture marry patience or i shall say you are all in a spleen and nothing of a man
4: dost thou hear iago i will be found most cunning in my patience but dost thou hear most bloody
2: that's not amiss but yet keep time
0: in all will you withdraw othello withdraws
2: now will i question cassio of bianca a housewife that by selling her desires buys herself bread and clothes it is a creature that dotes on cassio "'as tis the strumpet's plague to beguile many "'and be beguiled by one. "'He, when he hears of her, "'cannot refrain from the excess of laughter. "'Here he comes. "'As he shall smile, Othello shall go mad, "'and his unbookish jealousy must construe poor Cassio's "'smiles, gestures, and light behavior quite in the wrong.' re enter Cassio.' "'How do you now, lieutenant?'
5: The worser that you give me the addition, whose want even kills me.
2: Ply Desdemona well, and you are sure aunt Speaking lower Now if this suit lay in Bianca's power, how quickly should you speed?
5: Alas, poor caitiff
2: Aside
4: Look how he laughs already
2: I never knew
5: a woman love man so Alas, poor rogue I think it faith she loves me
0: Aside
4: Now he denies it faintly and laughs it out.
0: Do
2: you hear Cassio?
4: Now he importunes him to tell it o'er. Go to, well said, well said.
2: She gives it out that you will marry her. Do you intend it?
4: (laughs) Do you triumph, Roman, do you triumph?
5: I marry her. What? A customer. I prithee bear some charity to my wit. Do not think it so unwholesome. (laughs) So,
4: so, so, so. They laugh that win.
5: Faith, the cry
2: goes that you shall marry her.
5: Prithee, say true.
2: I am a very villain, else.
4: Have you scored
5: me well? This is the monkey's own giving out. She is persuaded I will marry her, out of her own love and flattery, not out of my promise.
4: Iago beckons me. Now he begins the story.
5: She was here even now. She haunts me in every place. I was the other day talking on the sea-bank with certain Venetians, and thither comes the bauble, and falls thus about my neck
4: crying O oh, dear cassio as it were his gesture imports it
5: so hangs and lulls and weeps upon me so hails and pulls me
4: <laughs> now he tells how she plucked him to my chamber oh i see that nose of yours but not that dog i shall throw it to
5: well i must leave her company
2: before me look where she comes
5: tis such another fit you marry a perfumed one
9: enter bianca
5: what do you mean by this haunting of me
9: let the devil and his damn haunt you. What did you mean by that same handkerchief you gave me even now? I was a fine fool to take it. I must take out the work? A likely piece of work that you should find it in your chamber and not know who left it there. This is some minx token, and I must take out the work? There, give it your hobby horse. Wheresoever you had it, I'll take out no work on
5: How now, my sweet Bianca? How now? How now?
4: By heaven, that should be my handkerchief.
9: And you'll come to supper tonight, you may, and you will not come when you are next prepared for. Exit. After her, after her.
5: Faith, I must. She'll rail in the street else.
2: Will you sup there?
5: Faith, I intend so.
2: Well, I may chance to see you, for I would very fain speak with you.
5: Prithee, come, will you?
0: Go to. Say no more. Exit Cassio. Coming forward.
4: How shall I murder him, Iago?
2: Did you perceive how he laughed at his vice?
4: Oh, Iago.
2: And did you see the handkerchief?
4: Was that mine?
2: Yours, by this hand. And to see how he prizes the foolish woman, your wife. She gave it him, and he hath given it his whore.
4: I would have him nine years a-killing. A fine woman, a fair woman, a sweet woman.
2: Nay, you must forget
4: that. Ay, let her rot and perish and be damned to-night, for she shall not live. No, my heart is turned to stone. I strike it and it hurts my hand. Oh, the world hath not a sweeter creature. She might lie by an emperor's side and command him tasks.
2: Nay, that's not your way.
4: Hang her, I do but say what she is. So delicate with her needle, an admirable musician. Oh, she will sing the savageness out of a bear, Of so high and plenteous wit and invention.
2: She's the worse for all this.
4: Oh, a thousand, a thousand times. And then, of so gentle a condition?
2: Ay, too gentle.
4: Nay, that's certain. But yet the pity of it, Iago. Oh, Iago, the pity of it, Iago
2: if you are so fond over her iniquity, give her patent to offend. For if it touch not you, it comes near nobody.
4: I will chop her into messes, cuckold me.
2: Oh, tis foul in her.
4: With mine officer.
2: That's fouler.
4: Get me some poison, Iago, this night. I'll not expostulate with her, lest her body and beauty unprovide my mind again. This night, Yago.
2: Do it not with poison. Strangle her in her bed. Even the bed she hath contaminated
4: good, good, the justice of it pleases, very good,
2: and for Cassio, let me be his undertaker. You shall hear more by midnight.
4: excellent, good
2: a trumpet within
4: what trumpet is that same?
2: something from Venice, sure, tis Lodovico, come from the Duke, and see your wife is with him.
0: Enter Lodovico, Desdemona, and attendants.
14: save you, worthy general with all my heart, sir. The Duke and Senators of Venice
4: greet you
0: gives him a packet.
4: I kiss the instrument of their pleasures.
11: opens the packet and reads, and what's the news, good Cousin Lodovico?
0: I am very
2: glad to see you, Signor. Welcome to Cyprus.
14: I thank you. How does Lieutenant Cassio
11: lives, sir? Cousin? There's fallen between him and my Lord an unkind breach, but you shall make all well.
14: Are you sure of that,
11: my Lord? reads
4: this fail you not to do as you
11: will
14: he did not call he's busy in the paper is there a division twixt my lord and cassio
11: a most unhappy one i would do much to atone them for the love i bear to cassio
4: fire and brimstone my lord are you wise
11: what is he angry
14: maybe the letter moved him for as i think they do command him home Deputing Cassio in his government,
11: trust me, I am glad on it,
4: indeed, my lord. I am glad to see you
14: mad.
11: why, sweet Othello, devil, striking her, I have not deserved this,
14: my lord, this would not be believed in Venice, though I should swear I sought tis very much make her amends, she weeps oh. "'Devil, devil! If
4: that the earth could teem with woman's tears, each drop she falls would prove a crocodile.
14: Out of my sight!'
11: "'I will not stay to offend you.' "'Going.'
14: "'Truly an obedient lady. I do beseech your lordship, call her back.' "'Mistress!' "'My lord?' "'What would you with her, sir?'
4: "'Who? I, my lord?' Ay, you did wish that I would make her turn, sir. She can turn, and turn, and yet go on, and turn again. And she can weep, sir, weep. And she's obedient, as you say, obedient, very obedient. Proceed you in your tears. Concerning this, sir. Oh, well-painted passion. I am commanded home. Get you away. I'll send for you anon. Sir. I obey the mandate, and will return to Venice. Hence, avant.
0: Exit Desdemona.
4: Cassio shall have my place. And, sir, to-night I do entreat that we may sup together. You are welcome, sir, to Cyprus. Coats and monkeys.
0: Exit.
14: Is this the noble Moor whom our full Senate call all in all sufficient? Is this the nature whom passion could not shake, Whose solid virtue, the shot of accident nor dart of chance, Could neither grace nor pierce?
2: He is much changed.
14: Are his wits safe? Is he not light of brain?
2: He is that he is. I may not breathe my censure what he might be. If what he might, he is not. I would to heaven he were.
14: What strike his wife!
2: Faith, that was not so well yet would i knew that stroke would prove the worst
14: is it his use or did the letters work upon his blood and new create this fault
2: alas alas it is not honesty in me to speak what i have seen and known you shall observe him and his own courses will denote him so that i may save my speech do but go after and mark how he continues
14: I am sorry that I'm deceived in him.
0: Exeunt. Scene 2. Cyprus. A room in the castle. Enter Othello and Emilia.
4: You have seen nothing, then.
6: Nor ever heard, nor ever did suspect.
4: Yes, you have seen Cassio and she together.
6: But then I saw no harm, and then I heard each syllable that breath made up between them.
4: What, did they never whisper?
6: Never, my lord.
4: "'Nor send you out of the way?'
6: "'Never.'
4: "'To fetch her fan, her gloves, her mask, nor nothing?'
6: "'Never, my lord.'
4: "'That's strange.'
6: "'I durst, my lord, to wager she is honest. "'Lay down my soul at stake. "'If you think other, remove your thought, it doth abuse your bosom. "'If any wretch have put this in your head, "'let heaven requite it with the serpent's curse. "'For if she be not honest, chaste and true, there's no man happy.' The purest of their wives is foul as slander.
4: Bid her come hither, go.
6: Exit, Emilia.
4: She says enough, yet she's a simple bod that cannot say as much. This is a subtle whore, a closet lock and key of villainous secrets, and yet she'll kneel and pray, I have seen her do it.
0: Enter Emilia with Desdemona. My lord, what is your will?
4: Pray, Chuck, come hither.
11: What is your pleasure?
4: Let me see your eyes, look in my face.
11: What horrible fancy is this? To Emilia.
4: Some of your function, mistress. Leave procreants alone and shut the door. Cough or cry hem if anybody come. Your mystery, your mystery. Nay, despatch.
11: Exit, Emilia. Upon my knees, what doth your speech import? I understand a fury in your words, but not the words.
4: Why, what art thou?
11: Your wife, my lord, your true and loyal wife.
4: Come, swear it, damn thyself, lest being like one of heaven, the devils themselves should fear to seize thee. Therefore be double damned, swear thou art honest.
11: Heaven doth truly know it.
4: Heaven truly knows that thou art false as hell.
11: To whom, my lord, with whom, how am I false?
4: Oh, Desdemona, away, away, away
11: alas the heavy day why do you weep am i the motive of these tears my lord if haply you my father do suspect an instrument of this your calling back lay not your blame on me If you have lost him, why, I have lost him too.
4: Had it pleased heaven to try me with affliction, had they rained all kinds of sores and shames on my bare head, steeped me in poverty to the very lips, given to captivity me and my utmost hopes, I should have found in some place of my soul a drop of patience but, alas, to make me a fixed figure for the time, for scorn to point his slow, unmoving finger at. Yet could I bear that too? Well, very well, but there, where I have garnered up my heart, where either I must live or bear no life, the fountain from the which my current runs or else dries up, to be discarded thence, Or keep it as a cistern for foul toads to knot and gender in. Turn thy complexion there, patience, thou young and rose-lipped cherubin. Ay, there, look grim as hell.
11: I hope my noble lord esteems me honest.
4: Oh, ay, as summer flies are in the shambles that quicken even with blowing. O thou weed, who art so lovely fair, and smellest so sweet, That the sense aches at thee, would thou hadst ne'er been born.
11: Alas, what ignorant sin have I committed?
4: Was this fair paper, this most goodly book, made to write horror upon? What committed, committed, O thou public commoner! I should make very forges of my cheeks That would to cinders burn up modesty Did I but speak thy deeds. What committed! Heaven stops the nose at it, And the moon winks. The body wind that kisses all it meets Is hushed within the hollow mine of earth And will not hear it. What committed! Impudent strumpet!
11: By heaven, you do me wrong.
4: Are you not a strumpet?
11: No, as I am a Christian. If to preserve this vessel for my lord from any other foul, unlawful touch be not to be a strumpet, I am none.
4: What, not a whore?
11: No, as I shall be saved.
4: Is it possible?
11: Oh, heaven, forgive us.
4: I cry you mercy, then. I took you for that cunning whore of Venice that married with Othello. You, mistress, that have the office opposite the St. Peter and keep the gate of hell.
0: Re-enter, Emilia.
4: You, you, I, you— we have done our course. There's money for your pains. I pray you, turn the key and keep our counsel.
6: Exit. Alas! What does this gentleman conceive? How do you, madam? How do you, my good lady? Faith, half asleep. Good madam, what's the matter with my lord? With who? Why, with my lord, madam. Who is thy lord? He that is yours, sweet lady. I have none. Do not talk to
11: me, Emilia. I cannot weep, nor answer have I none but what should go by water. Pray thee, to-night lay on my bed my wedding-sheets, remember, and call thy husband hither. Here's a change indeed. Exit. Tis meet I should be used so, very meet. How have I been behaved that he might stick the smallest opinion on my last misuse? Re-enter Emilia with Iago. What
2: is your pleasure, madam?
11: How is't with you? I cannot tell. Those that do teach young babes do it with gentle means and easy tasks. He might have chid me so, for in good faith I am a child to chiding.
6: What's the matter, lady? Alas, Iago, my lord hath so behoarded her, thrown such despite and heavy terms upon her as true hearts cannot bear.
11: Am I that name, Iago? What name, fair lady? Such as she says, my lord did
6: say I was. He called her whore. A beggar in his drink could not have laid such terms upon his callet. Why did he so? I do not know. I am sure I am none such. Do not weep. Do not weep. Alas, the day. How hath she forsook so many noble matches, her father and her country and her friends, to be called whore? Would it not make one weep? It is my wretched fortune.
2: Beshrew him for it. How comes this trick upon him?
6: Nay, heaven doth know. I will be hanged, if some eternal villain, some busy and insinuating rogue, some cogging, cozening slave, to get some office, have not devised this slander. I'll be hanged else. Fie! there is no such man. It is impossible. If any such there be, heaven pardon him. A halter pardon him, and hell gnaw his bones. Why should he call her whore? Who keeps her company? What place, what time, what form, what likelihood? The moor's abused by some most villainous knave, some base, notorious knave, some scurvy fellow. O heaven, that such companions thou'st unfold, and put in every honest hand a whip to lash the rascals naked through the world, even from the east to the west. Speak within the door. O fie upon them! Some such squire he was that turned your wit the seamy side without, and made you to suspect me with the moor
11: you are a fool go to alas iago what shall i do to win my lord again good friend go to him for by this light of heaven i know not how i lost him here i kneel if e'er my will did trespass against his love either in discourse of thought or actual deed or that mine eyes mine ears or any sense delighted them in any other form Or that I do not yet, and ever did, and ever will, though he do shake me off to beggarly divorcement, love him dearly, comfort forswear me, unkindness may do much, and his unkindness may defeat my life, but never taint my love. I cannot say whore, it does abhor me now I speak the word, to do the act that might the addition earn, not the world's mass of vanity could make me. I pray you be content, tis But his
2: humor, the business of the state, Does him some offense, and he does chide with you.
0: If t'were no other? Tis but so, I warrant. Trumpets within.
2: Hark how these instruments summon to supper! The messengers of Venice stay the meat. Go in and weep not, all things shall be well.
0: Exeunt Desdemona and Emilia. Enter Roderigo.
1: How now, Roderigo? I do not find that thou dealest justly with me.
0: What,
2: in the contrary?
1: Every day thou daftest me with some device, Iago, and rather, as it seems to me now, keepest from me all conveniency than supplies me with the least advantage of hope. I will indeed no longer endure it, nor am I yet persuaded to put up in peace what I have already foolishly suffered.
2: Will you hear me, Rodrigo?
1: Faith, I have heard too much, for your words and performances are no kin together.
2: You charge me most unjustly.
1: With naught but truth. I have wasted myself out of my means. The jewels you have had for me to deliver to Desdemona would have half-corrupted a votarist. You have told me she hath received them, and returned to me expectations and comforts of sudden respect and acquaintance. But I find none. Well, go to. Very well. Very well. Go to. I cannot go to, men, for 'tis not very well. Nay I say, tis very scurvy. And began to find myself fobbed in it. Very well. I tell you, tis not very well. I will make myself known to Desdemona. If she will return to me my jewels, I will give over my suit, and repent my unlawful solicitation. If not, assure yourself I will seek satisfaction of you.
2: You have said now.
1: Ay, and said nothing but what I protest intendment of doing.
2: Why, now I see there's metal in thee. And even from this instant, do build on thee a better opinion than ever before? Give me thy hand, Rodrigo. Thou hast taken against me a most just exception, but yet I protest and have dealt most directly in thy affair.
1: It hath not appeared.
2: I grant, indeed, it hath not appeared, and your suspicion is not without wit and judgment. But, Rodrigo, if thou hast that in thee indeed, which I have greater reason to believe now than ever, I mean, purpose, courage, and valor, this night show it. If thou the next night following enjoy not Desdemona, take me from this world with treachery and devise engines for my life.
1: Well, what is it? Is it with
2: reason and compass? Sir, there is a special commission come from Venice to depute Cassio in Othello's place.
1: Is that true? Why then? Othello and Desdemona return returning again to Venice.
2: Oh no. He goes into Mauritania and takes away with him the fair Desdemona. Unless his abode be lingered here by some accident wherein none can be so determinate as the removing of cassio how do you mean removing of him why by making him incapable of othello's place knocking out his brains and
1: that you would have me do
2: Ay, if you would dare do yourself a profit and a right he sups tonight with a harlotry and thither will i go to him He knows not yet of his honourable fortune. If you will watch his going thence, which I will fashion to fall out between twelve and one, you may take him at your pleasure. I will be near to second your attempt, and he shall fall between us. Come, stand not amazed at it, but go along with me. I will show you such a necessity in his death that you shall think yourself bound to put it on him. It is now nigh supper-time, and the night grows to waste. About it!
1: I will hear further reason for this.
0: And you shall be satisfied. Exeunt. Scene 3. Cyprus, another room in the castle. Enter Othello, Lodovico, Desdemona, Emilia, and attendants.
14: I do beseech you, sir, trouble yourself no further. Oh, pardon me, Twill do me good to walk. Madam, good-night. I humbly thank your ladyship.
11: Your honour is most welcome.
4: Will you walk, sir? Oh, Desdemona. My lord. Get you to bed on the instant. I will be returned forthwith. Dismiss your attendant there. Look it be done.
11: I will, my lord.
0: Exeunt Othello, Lodovico, and attendants. How goes it now?
11: He looks gentler than he did. He says he will return incontinent. He hath commanded me to go to bed, and bade me to dismiss you. Dismiss me? It was his bidding, therefore, good Emilia, give me my nightly wearing, and adieu. We must not now displease him. I would you had never seen him! So would not I. My love doth so approve him, that even his stubbornness, his checks, his frowns, pr'ythee unpin me, have grace and favour in them. I have laid those sheets you bade me on the bed. All's one. Good faith, how foolish are our minds. If I do die before thee, pray thee, shroud me in one of those same sheets. Oh, come, come, you talk. My mother had a maid called Barbara. She was in love, and he she loved proved mad and did forsake her. She had a song of willow, an old thing it was, but it expressed her fortune, and she died singing it. That song tonight will not go from my mind. I have much to do but to go hang my head all at one side, and sing it like poor Barbara. thee, dispatch. Shall I go fetch your nightgown? No, unpin me here.
6: This Lodovico is a proper man. A very handsome man. He speaks well. I know a lady in Venice would have walked barefoot to Palestine for a touch of his nether lip. Sings. The poor soul sat sighing
11: by a sycamore tree, sing all the green willow. Her hand on her bosom, her head on her knee, sing willow, willow, willow. The fresh streams ran by her and murmured her moans, sing willow, willow, willow. Her salt tears fell from her and softened the stones. Lay by these. Sings. Sing willow, willow, willow. Cry thee, hi thee, he'll come anon. Sings. Sing all the green willow must be my garland. Let nobody blame him, his scorn I approve. Nay, that's not next. Hark, who is't that knocks? It's the wind. Sings. I called my love false love, but what said he then? Sing willow, willow, willow. If I court more women, you'll couch with more men so get thee gone good night mine eyes do itch doth that boat weeping
6: oh, tis neither here nor there
11: i have heard it said so o oh, these men these men dost thou in conscience think tell me amelia that there be women do abuse their husbands in such gross kind there be some such no question
6: wouldst thou do such
11: a deed for all the world
6: why would not you no by this heavenly light nor i neither by this heavenly light i might do it as well in the dark wouldst thou do such a deed for all the world the world's a huge thing it is a great price for a small vice in troth i think thou wouldst not in troth i think i should and undo it when i had done marry i would not do such a thing for a joint ring "'nor for measures of law, nor for gowns, petticoats, nor caps, nor any petty exhibition. "'But for the whole world! "'Why, who would not make her husband a cuckold to make him a monarch? "'I should venture purgatory for it.'
11: beshrew me if I would do such a wrong for the
6: whole world.' "'Why, the wrong is but a wrong of the world. "'And having the world for your labour tis a wrong in your own world, "'and you might quickly make it right.' "'I do not think there is any such woman.' "'Yes, a dozen, and as many to the vantage "'as would store the world they played for. "'But I do think it is their husbands' faults "'if wives do fall. "'Say that they slack their duties "'and pour our treasures into foreign laps, "'or else break out in peevish jealousies "'throwing restraint upon us. "'Or say they strike us, "'or scant our former having in despite. "'Why, we have galls! "'And though we have some grace, yet have we some revenge. "'Let husbands know their wives have sense like them. "'They see and smell and have their palates "'both for sweet and sour, as husbands have. "'What is it that they do when they change us for others? "'Is it sport? I think it is.' And doth affection breed it? I think it doth. Ist frailty that thus errs? It is so, too. And have not we affections, desires for sport, And frailty as men have? Then let them use us well, else let them know. The ills we do, their ills instruct us so. Good
11: night, good night heaven me such usage sent not to pick bad from bad but by bad mend Exeunt end of act 4
0: act 5 of othello by william shakespeare this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. ACT V. SCENE One, CYPRUS. A STREET. ENTER IAGO AND RODERIGO.
1: Here,
2: stand behind this bulk. Straight will he come. Wear thy good rapier, bear, and put it home! Quick! Quick! Fear nothing! I'll be at thy elbow. IT MAKES US, OR IT MARS US, THINK ON THAT, AND FIX MOST FIRM THY RESOLUTION.
1: BE NEAR AT HAND, I MAY miscarry IN IT. HERE AT THY HAND, BE BOLD,
2: AND TAKE THY STAND.
0: RETIRES TO A LITTLE DISTANCE.
1: I HAVE NO GREAT DEVOTION TO THE deed, AND YET HE HATH GIVEN ME SATISFYING REASONS. TIS BUT A BAD GOD. FORTH MY SWORD, HE DIES.
0: GOES TO HIS STAND. I HAVE RUBBED
2: THIS YOUNG quat ALMOST TO THE SENSE and he grows angry now whether he kill cassio or cassio him or each do kill the other every way makes my gain live rodrigo he calls me to a restitution large of gold and jewels that i bobbed from him as gifts to desdemona it must not be if cassio do remain he hath a daily beauty in his life that makes me ugly and besides The more may unfold me to him. There stand I in much peril. No, he must
0: die. But so I hear him coming. Enter Cassio.
5: I know his gait. Tis he, villain, thou diest.
0: Rushes out and makes a pass at Cassio.
5: That thrust had been mine enemy indeed, But that my coat is better than thou knowest, I will make proof of thine.
0: Draws and wounds Roderigo.
5: Oh, I am slain.
0: Iago rushes from his post, cuts Cassio behind in the leg and exit.
5: I am maimed forever. Help, ho! Murder, murder!
0: Falls. Enter Othello at a distance.
4: The voice of Cassio. Iago keeps his word.
1: O oh, villain that I am!
4: It is even so.
0: Oh,
1: help,
5: ho! Light, a surgeon.
4: Tis he? O brave Iago, honest and just, that hast such noble sense of thy friend's wrong, thou teachest me. Minion, your dear lies dead, and your unblessed fate hies. Strumpet, I come. Forth of my heart to those charms thine eyes are blotted. Thy bed, lust-stained, shall with lust's blood
5: be spotted.
0: Exit enter lodovico and gratiano at a
12: distance
5: what ho no watch no passage murder
12: murder tis some mischance the cry is very
14: direful oh help hark Oh, wretched villain two or three groan it is a heavy night these may be counterfeits let's think it unsafe to come into the cry without more help nobody come then shall i bleed to death hark
0: re-enter iago with a light
12: here comes one in his shirt with light and weapons who's there what noise is this that cries on
14: murder we do not know did you not hear a cry hear hear for heaven's sake help me what's the matter this is othello's ancient as i take it the same indeed a very valiant fellow
2: what are you here that cry so grievously? Iago? Oh, I am spoiled, undone by villains! Give me some help. Oh me, Lieutenant! What villains have done this? I think that
5: one of them is hereabout and cannot make away. Oh treacherous villains!
0: To Lodovico and Graciano.
5: What are you there? Come in and give some help.
1: Oh, help me here. That's one of them.
0: Oh murderous slave. Oh, villain! Stabs Roderigo.
1: Oh, damn, Diago! Oh, inhuman dog!
0: <laughs> Kill men in the dark. Where
1: be
2: these bloody thieves? How silent is this town? oh Murder! Murder! What may you be? Are you of good or evil?
14: As you shall prove us, praise us.
2: See no lot of Echo. He, sir. I cry you mercy. Here's Cassio, hurt by villains. Cassio. How is't, brother? My leg is cut in two. Mary, heaven forbid. Light, gentlemen.
9: I'll bind it with my shirt. Enter, Bianca. What is the matter, ho? Who is that cried? Who is that cried? Oh, my dear Cassio, my sweet Cassio. Oh, Cassio, Cassio, Cassio. Oh,
2: notable strumpet. Cassio may you suspect who they should be
12: that have thus mangled you no i am sorry to find you thus i have been to seek you lend me a garter
2: so oh for a chair to bear him easily hence
5: alas
9: he faints oh cassio 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 gentlemen
2: all i do suspect this trash to be a party in this injury patience awhile, good cassio come come lend me light know we this face or no alas my friend and my dear countryman roderigo no yes sure oh heaven roderigo what of venice even he sir did you know him know him i signor gratiano i cry your gentle pardon these bloody accidents must excuse my manners that so neglected you. I am glad to see you. How do you do, Cassio? Oh, a chair! A chair! Roderico! He, he, tis he.
0: A chair brought in.
2: Oh, that's well said. The chair. Some good man bear him carefully from hence. I'll fetch the general's surgeon.
0: To Bianca.
2: For you, mistress. Save your labor he that lies slain here cassio was my dear friend what malice was between you
5: none in the world nor do i know the man
0: to bianca what look you pale oh bear him out of the air cassio and roderigo are borne off
2: stay you good gentlemen look you pale mistress do you perceive the ghastness of her eye nay if you stare we shall hear more anon behold her well I, I pray you look upon her do you see gentlemen nay guiltiness will speak though
6: tongues were out of use enter emilia Lass, what's the matter what's the matter husband cassio hath here been set on in the dark
2: by rodrigo and fellows that are escaped. he's almost slain and
6: rodrigo dead alas good gentleman alas good cassio this is the fruit of whoring Prithy, Amelia, go know of
2: Cassio where he supped to-night. What, do you shake at that? He supped at my house,
6: but I therefore shake not.
2: Oh, did he so?
9: I charge you, go with me.
6: Oh, fie, fie upon thee, strumpet!
9: I am no strumpet, but of life as honest as you that thus abuse me. As
6: I? Fie!
9: Fie upon thee! Kind gentlemen, let's go see
2: poor Cassio dressed. Come, mistress, you must tell us another tale. Amelia, run you to the Citadel, and tell my lord and lady what hath hap't. Will you go on afore? Aside. This is the night that
0: either makes me or foredoes me quite. Exeunt. Scene 2. Cyprus. A bedchamber in the castle. Desdemona in bed asleep. A light burning. Enter Othello.
4: It is the cause, it is the cause, my soul. Let me not name it to you, you chaste stars. It is the cause. Yet I'll not shed her blood, nor scar that whiter skin of hers than snow, and smooth as monumental alabaster.
0: Takes off his sword.
4: Yet she must die, else she'll betray more men. Put out the light, and then... Put out the light. If I quench thee, thou flaming minister, I can again thy former light restore, should I repent me. But once put out thy light, thou cunningst pattern of excelling nature, I know not where is that Promethean heat that can thy light relume. When I have plucked the rose, I cannot give it vital growth again, it must needs wither. I'll smell it on the tree. Kissing her. Oh, balmy breath that dost almost persuade justice to break her sword. One more, one more. Be thus when thou art dead, and I will kill thee and love thee after. One more, and this the last. So sweet was ne'er so fatal. I must weep, but they are cruel tears. This sorrow's heavenly, it strikes where it doth love. She wakes.
11: Who's there, Othello?
4: I desdemona.
11: Will you come to bed, my lord?
4: Have you prayed to-night, desdemona?
11: I, my lord.
4: If you bethink yourself of any crime unreconciled as yet to heaven and grace, solicit for it straight.
11: Alack, my lord, what may you mean by that?
4: Well, do it, and be brief, I will walk by. I would not kill thy unprepared spirit, no, heaven forfend, I would not kill thy soul.
11: Talk you of killing?
4: Ay, I, I do.
11: Then heaven have mercy on me.
4: Amen, with all my heart.
11: If you say so, I hope you will not kill me. Hmm. And yet I fear you, for you are fatal then when your eyes roll so. Why I should fear I know not, since guiltiness I know not, but yet I feel I fear.
4: Think on thy sins.
11: They are loves I bear to you.
4: Ay, and for that thou diest.
11: That death's unnatural that kills for loving. Alas, why gnaw you so your nether lip? Some bloody passion shakes your very frame. These are portents, but yet I hope, I hope, they do not point on me
4: peace and be still
11: i will so what's the matter
4: that handkerchief which i so loved and gave thee thou gavest to cassio
11: no by my life and soul send for the man and ask him
4: sweet soul take heed take heed of perjury thou art on thy deathbed.
11: ay but not yet to die
4: yes presently Therefore confess thee freely of thy sin, for to deny each article with oath cannot remove nor choke the strong conception that I do groan withal, thou art to die.
11: Then, Lord, have mercy on me.
4: I say amen.
11: And have you mercy too. I never did offend you in my life, never loved Cassio, but with such general warranty of heaven as I might love, I never gave him token.
4: By heaven I saw my handkerchief in his hand. O perjured woman, thou dost stone my heart, and makest me call what I intend to do, a murder, which I thought a sacrifice. I saw the handkerchief.
11: He found it then, I never gave it him. Send for him hither, let him confess the truth.
4: He hath confessed.
11: What, my lord?
4: That he hath used thee.
11: How? Unlawfully? Aye. He will not say so?
4: No, his mouth is stopped. Honest Iago has ta'en order for it.
11: Oh, my fear interprets. What, is he dead?
4: Had all his hairs been lives, my great revenge had stomach for them all.
11: Alas, he is betrayed, and I undone.
4: Oh, strumpet! Weepest thou for him to my face?
11: Oh, banish me, my lord, but kill me not.
4: Down, trumpet!
11: Kill me to-morrow. Let me live to-night.
4: Nay, if you strive.
11: But half an hour.
4: Being done, there is no pause.
11: But while I say one prayer.
4: It is too late.
11: Smothers her, within.
6: My lord, my lord! What ho, my lord, my lord!
4: What noise is this? Not dead. "'Not yet quite dead. "'I that am cruel am yet merciful. "'I would not have thee linger in thy pain. "'So, so.'
0: "'Within.' "'What ho! "'My
6: lord, my lord!'
4: "'Who's there?'
6: "'Within.' "'Oh, good, my lord, I would speak a word with you.'
4: "'Yes, tis Amelia. "'By and by.' "'She's dead. "'Tis like she comes to speak of Cassio's death. "'The noise was high. (sighs) "'Ah!' no more moving still as the grave shall she come in were it good i think she stirs again no what's best to do if she come in she'll sure speak to my wife my wife my wife what wife i have no wife oh insupportable oh heavy hour He thinks it should now be a huge eclipse of sun and moon, and that the affrighted globe should yawn at alteration.
6: Within. I do beseech you that I may speak with you, O good my lord.
4: I had forgotten thee. O come in, Amelia, soft by and by. Let me the curtains draw. Where art thou?
6: Unlocks the door. Enter, Amelia.
4: What's the matter with thee now?
6: O, my good lord, yonder's foul murder's done.
4: What, now?
6: But now, my lord.
4: It is the very error of the moon. She comes more nearer earth than she was wont, and makes men mad.
6: Cassio, my lord, hath killed a young Venetian called Roderigo.
4: Roderigo killed? And Cassio killed?
6: No, Cassio was not killed.
4: Not Cassio killed? Then murder's out of tune, and sweet revenge grows harsh.
11: Oh, falsely, falsely murdered.
6: Alas, what cry is that
4: that what
6: out, and alas, that was my lady's voice? Help, help, ho, oh, help, O oh, lady, speak again, sweet Desdemona, sweet mistress, speak a guiltless death, I die, oh, who hath done this deed?
11: Nobody, I myself, farewell, commend me to my kind lord, oh, farewell, dies.
4: Why, how should she be murdered?
6: Alas, who knows?
4: You heard her say herself it was not I.
6: She said so. I must needs report the truth.
4: She is like a liar gone to burning hell. Twas I that killed her.
6: Oh, the more angels she and you the blacker devil.
4: She turned to folly and she was a whore.
6: Thou dost belie her and thou art a devil.
4: She was false as water.
6: Thou art as rash as fire to say that she was false, oh she was heavenly true,
4: Cassio did top her, ask thy husband else, oh, I were damned beneath all depth in hell, but that I did proceed upon just grounds to this extremity. Thy husband knew it all,
6: my husband
4: thy husband
6: that she was false to wedlock,
4: ay, with Cassio. Nay, had she been true, if heaven would make me such another world Of one entire and perfect chrysolite, I'd not have sold her for it.
6: My husband!
4: Ay, t'was he that told me first. An honest man he is, and hates the slime that sticks on filthy deeds.
6: My husband!
4: What needs this iterance, woman? I say thy husband.
6: Oh, mistress! Villainy hath made mocks with love— my husband, say that she was false.
4: He, woman, I say thy husband. Dost understand the word? My friend, thy husband, honest, honest Iago.
6: If he say so, may his pernicious soul rot half a grain a day. He lies to the heart. She was too fond of her most filthy bargain. Ha! Huh? Do thy worst. This deed of thine is no more worthy heaven than thou wast worthy her.
4: Peace, you are
6: best. Thou hast not half that power to do me harm as I have to be hurt. O oh, gull, O oh, dolt, as ignorant as dirt! Thou hast done a deed. I care not for thy sword. I'll make thee known, though I lost twenty lives. Help! Help! Ho! Oh, help! The more hast killed my mistress. Murder! Murder!
0: Enter Montano, Gratiano, and Iago.
13: What's the matter? How now, General?
6: Oh, are you come, Iago? You have done well that men must lay their murders on your neck. What is the matter? Disprove this villain if thou beest a man. He says thou told'st him that his wife was false. I know thou didst not, thou art not such a villain. Speak, for my heart is full. I, I told him what I thought, and told no more than what he found himself was apt and true. But did you ever tell him she was false? i did you told a lie an odious damned lie upon my soul a lie a wicked lie she false with cassio did you say with cassio with cassio mistress go to charm your tongue i will not charm my tongue i am bound to speak my mistress here lies murdered in her bed and your reports have set the murder on
4: nay stare not masters it is true indeed
12: "'Tis a strange truth. "'Oh, monstrous act!' "'Villainy,
6: villainy, villainy! "'I think upon't, I think, I smell it. "'Oh, villainy! "'I thought so then. "'I'll kill myself for grief. O oh, villainy, villainy!' "'What, are you mad? "'I charge you, get you home!' "'Good gentleman, let me have leave to speak. "'Tis proper I obey him, but not now. Perchance Iago. I will ne'er go home.
12: Oh ho, oh, oh. ho, ho.
6: Hanging over his wife. Nay, lay thee down and roar, For thou hast killed the sweetest innocent That e'er did lift up I. Rising.
4: Oh, she was foul. I scarce did know you, uncle. There lies your niece, Whose breath indeed these hands have newly stopped. I know this act shows horrible and grim
12: poor desdemona i am glad thy father's dead thy match was mortal to him and pure grief shore his old thread in twain did he live now this sight would make him do a desperate turn yea curse his better angel from his side and fall to reprobance
4: "'Tis pitiful, but yet Iago knows "'that she with Cassio hath the act of shame "'a thousand times committed. "'Cassio confessed it, and she did gratify "'his amorous works with that recognizance "'and pledge of love which I first gave her. "'I saw it in his hand. "'It was a handkerchief, an antique token "'my father gave my mother.'
6: "'Oh, heaven! O oh, heavenly powers! "'Come, hold your peace!' Twill out, twill out. I, peace? No, I will speak as liberal as the North. Let heaven and men and devils, let them all, all, all cry shame against me, yet I'll speak. Be wise and get you home. I will not. Iago offers to stab his wife. Fie,
12: your sword upon a woman.
6: Oh, thou dull moor that handkerchief thou speak'st of i found by fortune and did give my husband for often with a solemn earnestness more than indeed belonged to such a trifle he begged of me to steal it villainous whore she give it cassio no alas i found it and i did gift my husband filth thou liest by heaven i do not i do not gentlemen o oh, murderous coxcomb what should such a fool do with so good a wife?
4: Are there no stones in heaven, but
12: what serve for the thunder? precious villain
0: Iago stabs Emilia and then runs out.
12: The woman falls, sure he has killed his wife
6: i I, oh, lay me by my mistress's side.
12: He's gone, but his wife's killed.
13: tis a notorious villain. Take you this weapon which I have here recovered from the moor. Come, guard the door without, let him not pass, but kill him rather. I'll after that same villain, for tis a damned slave.
0: Exit Montano and Gratiano.
4: I am not valiant neither, but every puny whipster gets my sword. But why should honour outlive honesty? Let it go all.
6: What did thy song bode, lady? Hark, canst thou hear me? I will play the swan, and die in music. Willow, willow, willow. More, she was chaste, she loved thee cruel more. So come my soul to bliss as I speak true, So speaking as I think, I die, I die. Dies
4: I have another weapon in this chamber. It is a sword of Spain, the ice-brook's temper. How oh, here it is. Uncle, I must come forth.
12: Within. If thou attempt it, it will cost thee dear. Thou hast no weapon, and perforce must suffer.
4: Look in upon me, then, and speak with me, or, naked as I am, I will assault thee.
12: Re-enter Gratiano. What is the matter?
4: behold i have a weapon a better never did itself sustain upon a soldier's thigh i have seen the day that with this little arm and this good sword i have made my way through more impediments than twenty times your stop but oh vain boast who can control his fate tis not so now be not afraid though you do see me weaponed Here is my journey's end, here is my butt, and very sea-mark of my utmost sail. Do you go back, dismayed, tis a lost fear. Man but a rush against Othello's breast, and he retires. Where should Othello go? Now, how dost thou look now? O ill-starred wench, pale as thy smock, when we shall meet at comte this look of thine will hurl my soul from heaven and fiends will snatch at it cold cold my girl even like thy chastity oh cursed cursed slave whip me ye devils from the possession of this heavenly sight blow me about in winds, roast me in sulfur, wash me in steep down gulfs of liquid fire. Oh, Desdemon, dead, Desdemon, dead.
14: Oh.
0: Enter Lodovico, Montano, Cassio carried in a chair, and officers with Iago prisoner.
14: Where is this rash and most unfortunate man?
4: That's he that was Othello. Here I am.
14: Where is that viper? Bring the villain forth.
4: I look down towards his feet, but that's a fable. If that thou beest a devil, I cannot kill thee.
14: Wounds, Iago. Wrench his sword from him. I bleed, sir,
0: but not killed.
4: I am not sorry, neither. I'd have thee live, for, in my sense, tis happiness to die.
14: O thou, Othello, that wert one so good, Fallen in the practice of a damned slave, what shall be said to thee?
4: Why, anything, an honourable murderer, if you will. For not I did in hate, but all in honour.
14: This wretch hath part confessed his villainy. Did you and he consent in Cassius' death?
4: Aye.
5: Dear General, I never gave you cause.
4: I do believe it, and I ask your pardon. Will you, I pray, demand that demi-devil why he hath thus ensnared my soul and body?
2: Demand me nothing. What you know, you know.
14: From this time forth I never will speak word. What not to pray? Torments will ope your lips.
4: Well, thou dost best.
14: Sir, you shall understand what hath befallen, which, as I think, you know not here is a letter found in the pocket of the slain rodrigo and here another the one of them imports the death of cassio to be undertook by rodrigo
8: ah
4: villain
14: most heathenish and most gross now here's another discontented paper found in his pocket too and this it seems rodrigo meant to have sent this damned villain But that, belike, Jago, in the interim came in and satisfied him.
4: Oh, the pernicious caitiff! How came you, Cassio, by that handkerchief that was my wife's?
5: I found it in my chamber, and he himself confessed but even now that there he dropped it for a special purpose which wrought to his desire.
4: Oh, fool! Fool! Fool!
5: There is besides in Rodrigo's letter how he upbraids Iago, THAT HE MADE HIM BRAVE ME UPON THE WATCH, WHEREON IT CAME THAT I WAS CAST. AND EVEN BUT NOW HE SPAKE, AFTER LONG SEEMING DEAD, IAGO hurt HIM, IAGO SET HIM ON.
14: YOU MUST FORSAKE THIS ROOM, AND GO WITH US. YOUR POWER AND YOUR COMMAND IS TAKEN OFF, AND Cassio YOUR RULES IN CYPRUS. FOR THIS SLAVE, IF THERE BE ANY CUNNING CRUELTY, THAT CAN TORMENT HIM MUCH AND HOLD HIM LONG. It shall be his you shall close prison arrest till that the nature of your fault be known to the Venetian state, come bring away
4: soft you a word or two before you go. I have done the state some service, and they know it. no more of that. I pray you in your letters, when you shall these unlucky deeds relate, speak of me as I am, nothing extenuate, nor set down aught in malice. Then must you speak of one that loved, not wisely, but too well, Of one not easily jealous, but being wrought, perplexed in the extreme, Of one whose hand, like the base Judean, threw a pearl away, Richer than all his tribe, of one whose subdued eyes, Albeit unused to the melting mood, "'drop tears as fast as the Arabian trees their medicinal gum. "'Set you down this, and say besides, "'that in Aleppo once, where a malignant and a turbaned Turk "'beat a Venetian and traduced the state, "'I took by the throat the circumcised dog and smote him.
12: "'Thus!'
14: "'Stabs himself. "'Oh, bloody period! "'All that
12: spoke!' Is marred.
4: I kissed thee ere I killed thee. No way but this killing myself, to die upon a kiss.
0: Falling upon Desdemona.
5: This did I fear, but I thought he had no weapon, for he was great of heart.
0: To Iago.
5: O Spartan dog,
14: more fell than anguish, hunger or the sea. Look on the tragic loading of this bed. This is thy work, the object poisons sight. Let it be hid. Graziano, keep the house, and seize upon the fortunes of the moor, for they succeed on you. To you, Lord Governor, remains the censor of this hellish villain. The time, the place, the torture. Oh, enforce it! Myself will straight aboard, and to the state this heavy act with heavy heart relate.
0: Exeunt End of Act 5 End of Othello by William Shakespeare